0: small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can use it. Fun he
1: can
2: prove it Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis and joining me around the table today. We're vaxxed, we're boosted. We're live. We're in person. Please welcome. One of my best friends from high school, we'll talk about it, Mr. Jim Schultz and his daughter who's celebrating her 29th birthday today, Allie Schultz. All right, here we go. Jim, let everyone hear your voice. Hi, everyone. All right, that's Jim. Allie, you say a word.
1: Hey, everybody.
2: All right, Allie, 29. Yes. Recently located, relocated to Los Angeles. How's it going so far? It's good. Love the weather. Yeah. Lives up to the hype. Yeah, weather does live up to the hype. And you came from? Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. And how's that weather? Bad. <laughs> a lot of the time. <laughs> now, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, you have heard Jim on the show before. He was on way back in 2015, episode 209. We did an episode I call Little Johnny Cougar Camp" because that's one of Jim's favorite artists. And now... From episode 209, we are. Let me see what this episode is going to be. Holy crap! So many episodes. So many episodes. We. This one will be episode 647.
3: Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. And, uh, I. I would recommend for your new listeners go back through that back catalog. Uh, Pat has some amazing shows back there wow. um, for you to discover um especially don't stop keep going especially the one that i was on but um no i was thinking about that a couple of weeks ago when we talked about uh me coming back out here uh to your studio to do this again uh wow so much has happened since 2015 for for all of us um i was uh, I, i got married um my wife becky
2: She's uh, here. She's in the room. She's listening. She's just off mic.
3: Yeah. Um, so uh, that's amazing. Um, I changed jobs. So changed careers since I was on the show last. Um,
2: and what year did you and Becky get married?
3: 2016.
2: 2016. And you already have a 29-year-old. That's amazing. You guys are really uh, going at it. Good job.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> we had to get married. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so, Jim, I'm going to have you back every and 38 episodes that's what we'll do so you'll be back on again around episode 974 I think
3: that'll give me plenty of time to prepare
2: (laughs) now our topic today I interrupted you are you done you want to keep talking lead on because you can just interrupt me I don't care I'm not precious about this yeah
3: we're gonna this is gonna be a thing with us we we both like to talk a lot so that'll be good
2: slide your mic a little closer to you or lean in
3: yeah, how about that? That's good,
2: that's you know, good. At, at
3: that that's sexy, voice
2: like I love you. it, I love it. Uh, we're talking today about Jackson Brown.
3: Yeah, I thought that was interesting when you picked that one, and I'll get into that in a second. Well, I,
2: you're I, a fan, so that's why I picked it.
3: Yeah, I, I can set that up whenever you want, but I, I, I thought about <laughs> it um, as I was preparing for this a couple, over the last couple of weeks. I'm thinking, you know, we had this global pandemic, and oh, by the way, you know, politics really hasn't been in the news much the last few years. Mm-mm. And you pick such a political uh, artist to, for us to showcase here today. So
2: he's political. He's a, an environmentalist. He's uh, uh, compassionate. Yeah. He's uh, emotional. I call him the uh, I call him the uh, Los Angeles Springsteen or the West Coast Springsteen. That's what I call him. Is that what you call him? That's what I call him. No one else does, but I do.
3: Well, here's what I was going to share for your listeners. Some of them who may not even know his catalog. Um, you know, you and I, we grew up together, uh, went to high school. We're talking late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I wasn't listening to Jackson Brown and he had quite a bit of music out by that point. Um,
2: let me tell Let me tell everyone, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, he had uh, he had six albums out at that point, because in 1980, the first Jackson Brown album I bought was Out. And it's my favorite Jackson Brown album. And it's right there, up there, right over there. This way, Allie, look over here. It's signed right there
3: yeah yeah and that's what i had in my notes i Mm -hmm. i I was thinking about you know what am i listening to around that time i'm listening to john mellencamp who we already talked about crocus uh crocus ted nugent the cars uh talking heads trick sticks kansas yeah journey um i remember you playing hold out for me um liking a couple of the tracks i never owned any jackson brown at that point Mm
2: um Uh oh maybe i have the wrong guy on the show today
3: (laughs) no you got the right guy I'll tell you, you probably planted an initial seed. Um, Let me read this. This is something that kind of sparked it for me. I'm sure you know about this.
2: Jim Um, has notes. He has a notebook. He's got a pen. It's not not notes on his phone. He actually wrote notes out. How long have you been preparing for this? All my life. Okay, here we go.
3: Well, you give me seven years or... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Once you
2: start reading your notes, I won't interrupt, but go no,
3: So, so this, this really is when I started becoming a Jackson Brown fan. This is around 2004. Uh, the boss inducts him into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And I assume with your listeners, if I say the boss, they know.
2: They know you're talking about my wife. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, that is true. She's the boss <laughs> with capital L. Yeah. He, the, the little L boss would be Springsteen. Springsteen. And by Hall of Fame, we're, of course, talking about the rock and roll hall of, of course fame. that's the yes. only one that really matters the rest of those are really who cares <laughs> yes, it, about those Yes, it's ones? the
2: most important it's, hall of fame for sure do
3: you remember his induction speech um i, I was think get, i think
2: i talked about how good looking he was
3: yeah i was gonna try <laughs> to do an, an, an impersonation i am not good so
2: i'm me, not good either but that doesn't stop me
3: <laughs> no fat no uh, so Jackson Brown you know here this guy is he just kind of stands up there oh uh,
2: yeah you're not good in his,
3: <laughs> his t-shirt and his baggy jeans singing all his serious songs <laughs> well that was
0: it you know and I, I'm at his shows but I, I, you know I'm competitive and I kind of
3: notice like He's got this enormous amounts of great-looking women at his shows. I don't like your impression. <laughs> it's really bad, isn't it? It's really terrible. All right, I'll, I'll finish the quote in, a, in a, even a worse voice, my own. Um, so he says, you know, now me and the boys at the time, you know, we're playing all these shows, and we're running around sweating our asses off every night, and it's just mostly men. And he goes, and not that good-looking men. <laughs> and and uh, I think, you know, that's what sparked it for me when he went on to talk about how you know, meaningful the music was, the yeah. lyrics, the topics of the songs. Um, I, that's when I started digging into his back catalog and uh, I started to understand who Jackson Brown was. And and that's so I, I don't want to pretend like I started listening to him when he first started recording. I discovered him later in life. Um, I think I had to be maybe a little more mature. Um, I, I agree. Yeah, I, mean, I think his music.
2: Both of everyone. I, mean, I agree with you. I mean, when, when, he, when he first, in 1972 was his first album. That's 50 years ago. We were eight. Of course, we're not listening to Jackson Brown.
3: <laughs> no.
2: No. We and were he not. was 24. So he's literally been doing this for 50 years.
3: Yeah, that's amazing. Actually, even
2: before that, because that was when his first album came out. Obviously, you don't start singing week one and week two, you have an album deal. So he was doing it. You know probably for a couple of years prior to that but yeah 50 years he's been recording music making albums yeah and we're going to cover all those albums today 15 albums i guess that's a pretty good discography that's like one every three and a half years that's not bad
3: Yeah, I think what we're going to obviously see is early in his career, they're pretty stacked on top of each other. And then like a lot of bands that have longevity, they're going to start to spread out later in his career Yeah, for a lot of reasons. He's doing a lot of benefits. He's doing a lot of other things. He does uh, a ton of benefits. And he probably doesn't need the money as much.
2: Probably doesn't. Yeah. Because, uh, well, we'll talk about that too. Um, David Geffen, who was his manager originally, at one point in Jackson's career, David Geffen bought all of his masters back from the label and gave them to Jackson as a present. That's pretty great. That's incredible. So that's where the money is.
3: That's incredible. I wish David Geffen was my friend.
2: <laughs> Do you have masters? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> uh, how many times have you seen Jackson Brown in concert?
3: Um, we'll, we'll talk about that as we get to the back half of that catalog. All right. But the simple answer is one time.
2: You've only seen him one time?
3: One time, yeah.
2: I thought you've seen him more than that
3: no just one time and uh we'll talk about that later on when we get <laughs> okay. to, when we get to that record <laughs> okay um, because, i'm excited about because, it like i said I, I really jumped into his catalog around early 2000s yeah um, my wife becky likes his music she used to play a lot of it for me still does um and so then i started building this desire to see him and you know others of that era that i've dug into right. also your bucket list uh, people my bucket list people that are aging and they're only going to tour so much longer um
2: they might die
3: just as an example uh, just a couple of years ago we saw the rolling stones that was my first and only rolling yeah. stones concert so yeah
2: yeah you got to see these people i tell people all the time if you if you want to see paul mccartney you better go yeah, you want anyone you want to see that's uh, a legacy artist is how we'll say it positively. What are you waiting for?
3: Yeah, and I think you have to not go with this expectation that they're still twenty. And, right, and right, they yeah, have yeah. And they bring that same energy, yeah. that same voice. Um, they certainly are well honed musicians, mm-hmm. um, and they're good showmen, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's just a different concert than you would have seen yeah. at different. You know, like you said, he has a fifty-year career, and if you hit stops all along the way, that's going to be a different concert.
2: And I uh, I just saw Elton John for the first time probably four years ago. Ne- had never seen him. And, you know, great set list and everything. The band was great. But he doesn't sound like Elton John sounds anymore. He, You know, he can't hit those high notes, you know, in Crocodile Rock and songs like that. But I'm still happy I saw him because he says this is his last tour, so... Well, they always say that. Now, I also saw Billy Joel about four years ago. That was my fourth time seeing him, and he kills it still. Yeah. Amazing.
3: Yeah, we have some good friends that just saw him recently and just said it was an incredible show.
2: But the thing is, they're both stuck behind that piano. Yeah. You know, they're the front men, but they're stuck behind that piano. But for some reason, Billy Joel was able to, I don't know, rise above the piano and like really rock. Like Elton...
3: Just kind of lays back behind it. Yeah, I just don't
2: know how to explain it. Like, Billy Joel really engages you and you really feel like he's, you know, rocking behind that piano. And he's, uh, I think he talks more to the crowd too. Elton basically would just say thank you after the songs and wave.
3: Did he pop up like Freddie Mercury with the half mic stand and...
2: Uh, Billy Joel? Yeah. Like, uh, I think I think maybe on Big Shot or a couple songs he would step out in front a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. All right, Jackson Brown discography. Now, Allie Twenty-nine-year-old girl, you you you're not into Jackson Brown, right? Not actively, but I do like a couple of his songs. All right, good, yeah. good, good. I hopefully we'll play some that you like. It's one album. I think it's Running on Empty is the album. That's that a I good know. album. Yeah, it's a yeah. great album. Yeah. Probably because of Dad. Yeah. All right.
3: Yeah, I would say for anybody, that's probably a great place to start. It's a good place to, to
2: start, in. and then yeah. work backwards. And it's a rarity of an album, too, because it's a live album, but all the songs are original songs. So that's why we're covering it as part of the studio discography. Right?
3: Wait, you said it was because it was your show, Your Rules. (laughs) I didn't know it was that. Okay, whatever.
2: All right, 1972, going way back. We're eight years old. We don't know who Jackson Brown is. We don't care who Jackson Brown is. We don't even, we're not even listening to music at eight. Right? Whatever's on the radio. Did your parents listen to music at the house?
3: Uh my dad did. He li- he liked bluegrass. So All right. he was like Emmylou Harris. Um, That's good. I can't even think of some of the other bands cuz I have never really dipped my toe much in the bluegrass pool. Yeah,
2: we had such a weird album collection. My parents they had they were, there would be a Simon & Garfunkel album and then a Nat King Cole album and an Andy Williams album and a Loretta Lynn.
3: Yeah, and and we both had older siblings and I remember my older sister starting to buy some uh, like Steve Miller Band, mm-hmm. Fleetwood Mac, things like that that she would sneak onto the turntable when my dad wasn't home um yeah. otherwise when he was home he controlled social media of the day <laughs> he decided if the record player was on because we only had you, you remember my house a small ranch yeah. one family room um so if, if we were listening to music you couldn't watch tv because that's where the one tv was um and that's yep. also where the phone was the one phone so he my dad controlled all that social he was all, media. he was, of our he was in charge he decided how long you were on the phone, when you were on the phone, if the record player was playing, if the TV was on, what TV show was on. A oh um, lot, lot of all in the family. Gotta um, get,
2: get get out of the house, get yeah, out of the house. Yeah, yeah. And my brother, he was Neil Diamond 24 seven. He had the first Boston album.
3: Jethro Tall. I remember your brother liking him.
2: He had the Too Old to Rock and Roll, Too Young to Die album, but he only listened to the one song. <laughs> like my brother was like, oh, I like this song, so I'll buy the whole album, but I won't give the rest of the album a chance. And now my brother listens to all the music that my parents listened to uh, when they were, the albums I just named a minute ago. My brother's six years older than me, but there's like a 40 years difference in our musical tastes. Like he's just simply hits. I went to see Springsteen. He played all these songs I didn't know. Well, you got 22 albums. So he's probably going to name a couple that you don't know. Yeah, but he didn't play all his hits. That's not what they do.
3: Yeah. Unless it's a specific tour that, they're gonna yeah. highlight something like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure.
2: Some artists play all the hits and some still make new music and wanna play that music. Yes, sir. All right. I like you calling me sir. You can keep that up. All right, Jackson Brown. Let's go with the first album called Jackson Brown. Self-titled, 1972. What song do you have for me?
3: Yeah, I one of the things that I've picked up on, and you probably have heard this too, um, a lot of people call that saturate before using.
2: <laughs> right. But it's not.
3: But it's not. It, it's just part of the graphics on the cover. Right. And I think that's supposed to be something like it's a dehydrated uh, supply or something for hiking or camping that you would saturate with water before consuming it. Yeah. But, but I, I saw that as I've been preparing for the show where a lot of people just call that first album Saturate Before Using, which really is not a great name.
2: No. No. And the, I mean, it also says Los Angeles, California on the front, but no one calls it Los Angeles, California, but it's, it is called Jackson Brown. That's what the album's called.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the song I chose off of here was song for Adam. Um, can I set it up?
2: Of course. Of course. Yeah. It better so
3: To me, as I've dug back into that back catalog, the big thing is the lyrics, um, the layers of his music. That's what really excites me uh love this song it reminds me a lot of that into the wild movie and i just actually re- read the book for that and i know is you that ha- the reese witherspoon movie um i think she might be the mother or something yeah in yeah yeah. i like that movie uh, it's, the story is about chris McCandless, this kid that graduates from emory university mm-hmm. takes off across the country ends up in alaska ends up dead um, some people think he committed suicide by doing that because he really wasn't prepared the, if you read the book, and I know you and I always argue about this, like, oh, the book's better, the movie's better. Well, they're both good in their own way. But the author in the book, he feels like, you know, he just had some bad luck where he would have survived except for uh, eating a wrong plant, uh, you know, uh, very far into his adventure. That's about about what this song is too. It's this um, Adam Saylor, who was a friend of uh, Jackson Brown's, they kind of knew each other. Mm-hmm. They, they ended up traveling across the country together from like new york to california jackson
2: brown and adam sandler
3: adam sailor oh okay i thought you said adam sandler Sandler. wait a minute
2: also that movie is not a reese witherspoon movie i was thinking about some other movie that has wild in the title so keep going yeah
3: so um what i like about that i'm going to read just a quick lyric here from the song and and i think it points out like some of the layers and um so he says though adam was a friend of mine i did not know him well he was alone and to his distance he was deep into his well. So that's that kind of young, restless man trying to find himself out there, adventurous. Then he goes on and says, I could guess what he was laughing at, but I couldn't really tell. Now the story's told that Adam jumped, but I've been thinking that he fell. Hmm. His friend ended up eventually um, in India, and at some point fell from a hotel room dead. And so it's a very similar storyline where this restless young man's out there exploring the world, having all these adventures um, and then somehow dies. Some people think he committed suicide. Other people like himself says, and he's also bringing in kind of the religious aspect there of Adam and Eve. Did he fall from the garden of Eden or did he jump? You know what, you know, so he's starting to bring in some layers there with some biblical stuff too.
2: Well, for me, if, if, if it's from a hotel room window, he jumped, but if he's on a mountainside, then you can speculate. But yeah. I think Adam jumped. Let's hear it.
0: Though Adam was a friend of mine, I did not know him well. He was alone into his distance. He was deep into his well. I could guess what he was laughing at, but I couldn't now the story's told that Adam jumped But I'm thinking that he fell
2: I cued it right to the point that you, you read.
0: Together You're so we good. We traveling as we received the call His destination, India and
2: At 24 years old, Jackson Brown's writing this song, and I'm probably still giving someone a wedgie
3: yeah that's big difference that's what i said just incredible lyrics you know maybe some of the layers speak to me maybe they don't to you i think that's what's beautiful about the songs there's different things in there i i feel like they're he's writing them almost first person from his own experiences but they can speak to me they can speak to you they can speak to everybody on a personal level it's so inward focused and i love that
2: and i like the songs that you picked today oh thank you these are you picked like some of the uh the sadder deeper songs yeah which made me and i saw your list first so i'm like oh and then i'll try to play some upbeat ones so that our listeners don't jump out a window like adam (laughs) uh let me tell you who's on this album russ kunkel graham nash david crosby leland sklar these were a lot of people that were coming up and performing at the troubadour i think back then everyone A a
3: lot of session guys everyone
2: just played on everyone's albums back then so all right The song I'm going to play is probably his first hit, really. And I think he still does this once in a while in concert. And this is Dr. My Eyes. Dr. My Eyes!
0: Dr. My Eyes have seen the year.
2: I'm reading that this album went platinum, but I bet that was years later. There's no way that this went platinum up upon yeah, first release. Yeah, yeah, No
3: way. Yeah. I, I think this was one people like me went back and bought 20, yeah. 20 years later, um, and that's what built it up to that. It, it, I'm sure if you dig deep in there and look at how it did rolling out, Yeah. Um, even though these so- songs are amazing to us now, I think at the time that wasn't necessarily what they were playing on AM radio because no, there wasn't really the, the FM even at that time in the seventies, it was all AM radio. Yeah.
2: So you might've heard Dr. My eyes. You might've heard rock me on the water, but probably, probably not, probably not, probably not Not where we lived.
3: No, no, definitely no. not. Dr. My eyes. That's, that would probably have been the go-to. 45. Again, I think you,
2: I think you say it. doctor my eyes, like something happened to, he's, he's blinded. He goes to the doctor.
3: I think if you dig into the lyrics, it's actually a song about Native
2: Americans. Um, mm, and some, some, I think it's about uh, Lasix.
3: Yeah, probably. Yeah,
2: I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. All right, moving on. Following year, 1973, the album is called For Every Man," and he steps behind the console to produce the album himself. Because why not? You make more money that way.
3: Yeah, I think that's probably part of it. Um, you know, you control your destiny a little bit. I'm sure money was tight, and it recording very expensive when you're that young, and his album wasn't platinum when it first came out. No,
2: also and, he wrote every song on his debut album. Yeah. Ten, He's a singer-songwriter, that's how we yeah, would ten, call him.
3: 10 songs, what was the length on that? About 40 minutes? I mean, it was a pretty standard, like the 10 length. songs, and they're all just about exactly
2: four minutes. It's, uh, let me see, Jim, let me get that information for you via uh, a thing I call Wikipedia. Uh, 41 minutes and 13 seconds. So perfect album length. Nope. That's wrong. 40 minutes, 55 seconds. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 73 for every man. This album is 41 minutes, 13 seconds.
3: Yeah. Almost identical format. Uh-huh. 10 songs, four minutes songs. I think that was the format of the day. Uh-huh. Um, especially if you wanted to get some airplay.
2: And there's uh, there's one song on here that is a co-write with Glenn Frey. And it yeah. was a big hit for the Eagles. It's called Take It Easy. Yeah. And the story goes that I think Jackson lived either below or above Glenn Frey. And Glenn was working on this song for months and, months and months and months and months and months and then stopped working on it. And then Jackson saw him and said, hey, whatever happened to that one song you've been working on? He goes, I just can't figure it out. I can't get it. And he goes, can I work on it? And he said, yeah. And then Jackson finished it.
3: It's incredible because I've heard the exact opposite story. That oh. Jackson Brown was working on it. Hmm. And that Glenn Fry added a couple of verses
2: to it well now you could be right <laughs> so you could be right I, you
3: know it's one of those rock and roll lore things well um, one of one the, of the bottom line is they ended you're up right being you co- are right they ended up being co-creditors on the song both played it both recorded it successfully i'm gonna
2: say you are correct i'm reading now that you are right jackson started writing it there's no prize yeah the I, prize is just being here uh and glenn finished it yeah all right yeah because
3: i've read some things over the years where people will say "Yeah, glenn probably wishes he had finished more jackson brown songs <laughs> not that the <laughs> eagles didn't have a great catalog themselves but glenn uh, Fry's
2: solo catalog but, but sucks
3: glenn Fry's uh, it's more the don henley contribution i think yes to some of the great eagles hits than yeah. the, than the glenn fry R- yeah he, rock
2: he, and peace glenn but your he, solo material steals.
3: he might he might have had one good uh hook
2: or something that he put in to take it easy yeah and that was it all yeah. right what's yeah, I, your first track on this album
3: yeah um and then i'll just gonna I'll do a quick shout out uh when, when ali my daughter who's here mm-hmm. w- when she came out to la we actually drove across the country together yeah we went through winslow arizona so <laughs> no. i know we're not covering this uh song per se but uh we yeah. did, we did not stop on the corner it's uh, good to know we just kind of drifted through the main street <laughs> They actually have a statue there of who? I'm not sure. Glenn Fry. I'm not sure the statue is of if it's just a random kind of cowboy looking guy. Yeah. And there is like a plaque there, and obviously lots of people stop and get their picture picture on the corner in Winslow, Arizona. Mm -hmm. I did not.
2: I'm sure Don Henley's trying to get money out of anyone who takes their picture there. He'll there'll probably (laughs) be a lawsuit coming. That guy's kind of a dick. Okay. Okay. What do you got for us?
3: So uh, from this album, I picked uh, Our Lady of the Well. Going to read a couple other quick lyrics here for you guys. Um, now, can, what, if
2: I, what if every time you read the lyric, that's where I have it queued up to? It'll be
3: amazing. I, Why don't
2: you let me play it first? And that way, if it covers the lyric, then we're good. You can say, that's the lyric I had. And then if it doesn't, say, I'd like to add this. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Does that sound fair?
3: Yeah, that sounds fair.
2: Otherwise, they just keep thinking you're going to read the same lyric and then I'm going to play it.
3: Yeah, they think we really prepped yeah. for this show.
2: Okay. This is our Lady of the Well. Silence. Were you going to rig that? No. No? All right. Let me start it over.
0: The dance we do in silence Far below this morning sun You in your life, me and mine We have begun Here we stand and without speaking Draw the water from the well And stare beyond the plain where the mountains lie so still, but it's a long way that I have come. Across the sand, is this your lyric? Yeah, okay. Peace among your people in the sun. Where the families work the land as they have always done. Oh, it's so far the other way, my country's gone
2: out and john plays on this album we just talked about out john yeah it's incredible
3: um love that place you you, uh, you have like spidey sense or something mm-hmm. that uh, i'm tingling look, i'm tingling I, what i liked about these lyrics here um in that first part he says but it's a long way i've come across the sand to find this peace among your people in the sun he's talking about some of the mission work he's doing he's going to places like africa wherever he's actually not just talking about it he's out there doing it yeah um, he says where the fam where the families work the land as they have always done. Oh, it's so far the way my country's gone. Um, yeah. We're starting to get some of those seeds of his politics in there, along with the love and the heartbreak and um, some of the religious things. I t- 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 touched on that last song. These are just he's just very sneaking a little bit of politics in there
2: if you're jackson brown and you've been writing about this stuff for 48 50 years you you just must be ready to join adam because i mean nothing seems to ever change it must be very frustrating when you write these type of songs and you're like well things are going to change and then
3: yeah i've got a great quote i'm gonna i'm gonna hit on in a little while um that it speaks to that that he just recently did okay Um,
2: and he Pulls out all the stops with the guests on this album. We got David Crosby, Bonnie Raitt, Glenn Frey, Don Henley, Russ Kunkel, Jim Keltner on drums, Leland Squar, Joni Mitchell, Elton John, David Page. It's crazy. Everyone coming out to support uh, Mr. Jackson Brown. Jackson might be on heroin at this point, too, because he had some drug issues. I just want to throw that out there to be positive. The positive is that he, do- he doesn't have a heroin problem anymore. So, All right, the song I picked much more upbeat but that's good
3: yeah we got a good yin and yang if
2: we both if we both play the sad ones you know yeah pulling at them this is redneck friend
3: ah great song Pretty
0: little one, how has it all begun They're teaching you how
2: Get to the chorus I feel like I've been playing more of my song than I have of your songs <laughs> that's not fair I'll change that alright that's Redneck Friend great song
3: yeah great song um, I think that's one that's been covered by uh, the likes of like a Bonnie Raid or some of them yeah um, everyone and, and obviously would... they crisscross paths a lot in yeah. their careers um, for sure he's got a rock and roll Hall of Fame lineup on some of these early records,
2: yeah, he really does. It's true. That's true. I'm glad you pointed that out. It's it's the number one Hall of Fame too, as we've said earlier.
3: One of the things I read recently, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting, he talked about David Crosby and how they did co-write some things together, played on some stuff together, but then he said, like most of his collaborators, we're not lo- we're no longer speaking. <laughs> and he's like, and he said, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So I don't know what happened with him maybe i don't know i can't even guess uh, what drew them apart after they were successful together but you're talking has, about
2: crosby still snatching young
3: well d- just david crosby in general like jackson's like yeah i haven't collaborated with him in a decade like what? i just i no longer even speak to him like they don't even like text or i think anything. they
2: i think everyone tolerated david crosby for a long long time and then once when, when you get older you're like i don't have time for this anymore and now i think david crosby is better now and apologetic and would like to be forgiven, but I don't feel like these people are ready to forgive them yet. So,
3: yeah, I don't know what the, I'm sure there's great stories there, but mm-hmm. anyway,
2: now I want to check in with Allie and Becky, cause I want to let them know that this is not a hostage situation. Like they do not have to stay here. They're not, you know, if they're not enjoying themselves and my shenanigans and you reading lyrics, they, um,
3: <laughs> I promise I only have a couple more. It's
2: fine. You can, I like that you have notes, but I just want to say it's never a hostage situation. Jim, you can't leave, but <laughs> They can at any time. How are you doing, Becky? Becky gives me the thumbs up. Allie? I'm good. Would you like a shot of tequila? Uh, It's only noon. I think I'll wait a little bit. cool. Because I I can reach behind the curtain and pull alcohol out at any time. Let me see what I got. Hold on. I'm going behind the curtain. Oh, there we go. Rum. Oh, you really do have it back (laughs) there. Do a shot of rum. Okay, the rum is out in case we want to do it. All right. Let's move on to 1974, Late for the Sky. Would you agree that this is the first classic Jackson Brown album?
3: yeah i think um, what if you said no, no i don't agree with that at no, all for sure uh, <laughs> y- you know it's interesting and again when you when you dig into this catalog and you read the stuff that's going on it was really his go for broke album i know yeah. you i know you mentioned i don't you didn't say what the last album has sold it's probably it, it said a
2: million it's also said a it's million. also
3: platinum but i think that happened later on yes, from after po- the fact what my understanding has always been is um early on you know he's he's getting a couple hits but it's expensive. He's mm-hmm. not really making a lot of money. This was kind of the album that was done very hurriedly. Uh, they recorded it in a short amount of time six weeks. Um, and it was on a tight budget. 50 grand. Yeah. What's interesting is I, I think he kind of doubles down on everything. You know, it's like even more sorrowful, it's even more political. Um, the musicians are even better um the songs are a little longer like he yep. kind of went for broke on this album. only eight songs not ten it sounds like a song title going for broke or something but i think he, sure it is. i think he went all in on this one like hey if this doesn't work i guess i start another band and st- try something else like yep. um and obviously yeah it's um a huge success album
2: we got him. jd souther we got don henley we got dan fogelberg so good people
3: yeah and to, to think that and, and i will it's probably not fair to say they slapped this together six weeks like you know and i don't know maybe if you had six months it wouldn't be any better because the 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 songs are great the musicians are great yeah and it was just a matter of laying down the tracks they they clearly at that time weren't doing the stuff we do today with all the overdubs pro
2: tools and yeah a lot of tune
3: a lot of it was just doing it over and over and over and trying to get a good catch-up in the studio time that you had so Amazing,
2: yeah. yeah. Six weeks is, is a gift. I've been trying to edit a documentary together for four years. Please, I'm going to go join Adam. Okay, that'll be my runner for the day, the join-Adam joke. Uh, always fun to joke about suicide. Yeah, so
3: okay. um, off of this one, I, I went with Before the Deluge. Um, love this it's one. It's a
2: classic. It closes out the album.
3: Yeah, it, What's what I love about it is it kind of sounds like a churchy gospel-type mm-hmm. hymn, like you would hear... It, Oh, there's the bell, folks. We're off. Um, uh, no, it's just it, he uses this music that just sounds so churchy, but then it's such a political song where he's talking about, um, you know, everything bad that's going to happen because we're destroying the earth. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. so the lyrics don't sound offensive and in your face, but and the music sounds like you're. Yeah. I, I just think it's just a, the
2: message is definitely there. Yeah. Do you still go to church? Um, not so much it's no. anymore just say no not so much you either go or you don't um yeah it'd be a no right now. <laughs> all right Allie, right. what about you? you you drop down in california you go into church you're uh, praying to the lord
1: no i would say we're
2: all lapsed at okay this point. well i'm yeah. with you. I'm, I'm right with you i uh i hate organized religion more than i hate the movie coda okay here we go this is before the deluge <laughs> is it deluge how do you say it? I think it's debated, isn't it? Deluge. I think you get to pick. Deluge.
0: Some of
2: them were dreamers Some of them
0: were fools We were making Turn to each other's hearts for Troubled years that
2: came before the Alright, there, I played more of your song for a change.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, another great place to drop it in too. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's like I said, it, it you know, if you put different music to this, it could sound like a very angry song, I think. Mm-hmm. But just he just has it so inviting with the music that backs it
2: like if metallica did it maybe it'd be angry
3: it would be very angry and and it would be the same lyrics and i think it would feel different where you would feel somebody was in your face Mm -hmm. with the message versus just saying think about this right and i think that's what i see in his early records with his ideals and how he's espousing them he's he's not in my face he's just inviting me to say have you ever thought about it this way right yeah and we'll talk about later on how that's he's, not the case.
2: He's making you think. Yeah. Uh, I also want to uh, put a warning out there for people. Uh, I could possibly cry during this episode. There's some songs that are coming up. That's, I've cried on this show before with songs. Songs will make me cry just like that. So there could be one. There could be something coming up that <laughs> might make me cry. So be warned. You, Allie, get ready with the tissues. Okay. All right. So my song off Late for the Sky. Again, I picked up. Not yet. I'm good. I'm, I'm okay right now, Becky. I'm okay. Becky's pointing at the tissue box. Uh I picked out another upbeat one. This one comes right before the song you picked on the album. This is Walking Slow.
1: Slow down the avenue through my old
0: neighborhood. I don't know why I'm happy. I got the no reason to feel this good. Maybe it's because I'm
2: all alone. What instrument is that?
3: Sounds like that fart noise you make when you put your
2: hand on your I mouth. <laughs> Sounds like something being a Sesame Street song.
3: Maybe David Crosby had gas.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: oh, you know what? It's a jug. Fritz Richmond plays jug on Walking Slow, so that's gotta be a jug, right? I'm probably
3: never going to play on a rock album, but if I did, I would probably play, play the, Jug.
2: you got to play the Jug. I would probably play Jug. you got to play the Jug. It sounds like your dad might have liked a Jug Band, some Jug Band music. <laughs> All right, moving on. Now this one, this next album, The Pretender, this is like the first big breakthrough. This goes triple platinum, and that might have been at the time.
3: Yeah, I think this album right before it, you know, the junior album mm-hmm. led to the senior album, which is The Pretender. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, he was building the audience. Um, and definitely The Pretender is that everything comes together album,
2: even stronger lyrics, yeah. even better music. This is the first one that I like top to bottom of the four so far. This is the first one like Late for the Sky. Everyone loves Late for the Sky, but kind of depresses me. Yeah. It's a little depressing. This one is much more layered for me, The Pretender. I like it a lot. Produced by John Landau, who was Bruce Springsteen's manager. And there's so many people on this. David Lindley, Leland Sklar, Russ Kunkel, Roy Bitten from the E Street Band, Lowell George, John Hall, uh, Jeff Beccaro, Waddy Wachtel. I mean, uh, then Henley, J.D. Souther, David Crosby, Graham Nash, all doing harmony vocals. So this is stacked. And again, just eight songs. And what do you got for us?
3: Yeah, I love that you pointed out David Lindley. Um, I, I think of him as like his Tom Brady. I think when I look through his mm-hmm. catalog, his name is on what I would consider his best albums. Yeah. Um, I picked your baby blues. Um, if you could drop it in around. I the-
2: want my baby back, baby. No, that's not it. That's not it. That's a different song.
3: It's the same lyrics with a different beat. All right. Yeah. Uh, Your
2: bright baby blues.
3: Yeah, drop it in around a minute 30 if you oh, can. now you tell me. Hold on a second. You can't always guess. You wouldn't have guessed that. A
2: minute 30 is what you're saying?
3: Yeah, I just want to pick up some of the backing vocals that David Lindley's doing on this one. All I right. think it just really, I love the... I'm cute He's got up. that more falsetto type voice, and it just works so well with what Jackson Brown is singing.
2: I agree with you, and I'm dropping in right at one thirty because hope on right. my iTunes... I can open up the file, it can go to options, and then I can type in one colon 30, and that'll be right at 130. So let's see what happens. I think most people have bought into iTunes by now. You don't have to sell us on it. I'm just telling the people uh, something tricky I know how to do. Okay, here we go. Let's see if we got it.
0: Maybe if you can see me this a spot out across this wilderness. I think it is. There's just one thing. I was hoping you might guess Maybe you can free me All in the power of your sweet tenderness Yeah
3: Love that, I love that
0: I can see it in your You
3: just eyes. have that higher pitched voice mm-hmm. kind of echoing the lyrics And it
2: just is so good yeah, and he's, he's not always in the touring band. Sometimes he goes out with Jackson, and sometimes he doesn't.
3: Oh, he goes, if you go on David Lindley's site, he's played with everybody. Everybody. He's on everybody's best record. I mean, he's just, and he plays like, I think, 10 different instruments himself.
2: Maybe I should interview him.
3: He would be awesome. He would he probably be awesome. has some stories. Bookmark his site, davidlinley.com. Right. He's just got an incredible catalog of what he's done with other musicians, and he's got his own stuff, obviously, that's really interesting, too.
2: I'll head over there i'll get them i'm gonna get them what if i can't get them i'll try to get you can get them it's always the people i think i can get them like that's a definite and then they are like no and then someone i don't think i can get at all oh sure he'll do it
3: he'll probably say if crosby does the show
2: i'll do the show (laughs) i like every song (laughs) in this album by the way top to bottom yeah
3: yeah this is one you could drop the needle in anywhere, anywhere and you're not gonna hate it
2: and i'm gonna go with the title track which closes the album yeah and it's uh it's the pretender
0: I wanna know what became of the changes we waited for love to bring were they only the fitful dreams of some greater awakening I've been aware of the time going by They say in the end it's the wink of an eye when the morning in. You'll get up and do
2: it again. In. i think it's the best produced album of the of the first four too that just sounded so I, good to me in the headphones
3: yeah i think everything just reaches a crescendo yeah. really i mean you start to hear more piano um i found a fun fact i know you love fun facts oh i love
2: fun facts jim Do you got a fun fact for me I, I, this is from a website called
3: TVovermind.com okay and the Pretender was listed as the best number one song for use of a Jackson Brown song in a movie. Do you know what movie? Encanto. Mister Holland's Opus.
2: Mister Holland's Opus. Yes. I don't even know if I've seen Mister Holland's Opus. I don't know that I have.
3: I think yeah. it's a Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. yeah. Here's the top five. It was The Pretender. Somebody's Baby was number two from Good Will Hunting, which I think is a cover version of it. Okay. We yeah. have to look that up these days from Invincible. All right. That was that movie about the football punter, bartender guy, I think. Okay. Uh, uh, Birds of St. Mark from Rain Over Me. That was an Adam Sandler movie. All right. I don't think oh, I've hey, seen it.
2: Adam Sandler and uh, Jackson Brown are good friends. They travel across the country together once.
3: Running on Empty from Forrest Gump was number five.
2: All right. I do remember that scene.
3: Anything you think should be on that list, Jackson Brown in a movie. Again, this is a list from 2019. So like, like Tender Bar, which we just saw maybe a year ago, had a lot mm. of Jackson Brown in it.
2: I wish I had a Fun Facts theme song that I could have played right before that. It would have been like, here's Fun Facts, or something like that. Some music.
3: Here's the only one I came up with, Taxi Driver.
2: Um, Jackson Brown's song was in Taxi Driver?
3: Opening scene, Late for the Sky, from Uh, the last album, is when he's walking the streets of New York, mm -hmm. a young De Niro. He's like, you've seen the movie.
2: I've only seen it once. Do you like it? I mean, I liked it when I saw it, but it's not a movie that I would purchase and own, or that I would ever need to see again.
3: I heard people talking
2: about it for years.
3: Are you talking to me? Yes. Okay. Not you. You weren't talking about it for years, but lots of people no. were talking about Are it. Are You talking to me? And I finally saw it just a few. Sounds years like ago. you're talking to me. I just saw it a couple of years ago. <laughs> nice De Niro. Uh, I'll yeah. do Bruce again if I have to. No, please. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> so you saw it a couple so of years bad ago. I just saw. <laughs> no, 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 no,
3: I just saw this movie <laughs> like a couple of years
2: ago. Every people reference it all the time. You know, I and, turn your mic off. It,
3: I, I get it was early work for him. Uh-huh. I think I, I can't remember who the famous director
2: is. Scorsese. Um,
3: yeah, it, it was early work for him. Um, Jody Foster's in it, maybe.
2: Jodie Foster, Harvey yeah, it's Keitel. Just, it, it's just so. Sybil un- Shepherd.
3: It's just so uneven. Like they, they're kind of building up the characters, then all of a sudden he's just like shooting everybody. <laughs> like it just got. <laughs> it just goes from like nothing to all this extreme violence very yeah, quickly. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah it didn't work for me. Anyway,
2: let's move on to. No, the most popular Jackson Brown album, selling 7 million copies. The aforementioned Running on Empty. Again, all new tracks, but recorded live, which, yeah. is, which is a ballsy move. I can't imagine that the record label was enjoying this. <laughs>
3: yeah, but you know, if you think about it, when we were growing up, live albums were great. A lot of bands were doing live Keep
2: albums. Trinket, Frampton Comes Alive, Strangers and- in the Night, UFO, do I need to name more? 2014 rolling, rolling
3: Stone Edition. Mm-hmm. Top 10 live albums from the 70s. You've renamed, would you say, Cheap Trick Budokan? Mm-hmm. They had that at number six.
2: Franching Comes Alive. Number eight. I got to keep going? Yeah, you got 10. Is Thin Lizzy Live and Dangerous on there?
3: No, I think it should be, but it's is, not. Is
2: UFO on there?
3: No. What? You're, I, I'm going to read the list in a second. You know all of these. You have all of these.
2: Please don't tell me Aerosmith live bootlegs on there. That's a terrible album.
3: No, I don't think that came out in the seventies.
2: Uh, Barry Manilow live?
3: No, rock bands.
2: Barry Manilow live? Think like, oh, 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 oh. Okay, Live Bullet. Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Live number Bullet. one. Yes. Okay. Cool. I don't think of that as number one. Yeah, I know. I you know me neither. But what are you going to do? Okay, read them to me. Go from number ten. Ten was Wings. Wings. Wings over, over America. All right. How about you name the band? I'll name the album. that will be fun uh number nine was the who live at leeds yeah it's signed right there look i got it I know, right there sign like, signed right in front think, of me
3: do you think that's a great who album i do not. i'm not really not. that
2: big of a fan
3: uh number eight was frampton number seven was kiss alive yeah i know you'd like that um, and yeah, that's all recorded six, in the
2: studio with some audience played over it
3: we're going to talk about that in a second six was cheap trick i know we love that album yeah Boudicon. five was zeppelin
2: into the outdoor Song remains the same. Not yeah, not in through the outdoor pad. I have a pod. I have a music. Four podcast. was Rush. Got that wrong. uh Okay, which one? Exit stage left.
3: All the world's a stage.
2: All right. uh right. Three was Deep Purple.
3: Made in Japan. Okay. I don't have it. Never listened no, to it. I, I no. Two was Almond Brothers live at Fillmore East. Mm, not my thing. Yeah, Jackson Brown running on empty doesn't make the top it's ten. It's not there at all i'm wondering if because not all of this is recorded in front of a live audience
2: yeah there's a few that are recorded in like a holiday inn and he stuff recorded
3: like, that. like several of them in hotel rooms mm-hmm. several of them backstage and i think at least one on the bus on the tour bus yeah and it is that quintessential life on the road of a touring musician album but i think maybe purists don't think of this as a live
2: album yeah maybe it discounts it from being a. You would, I don't like that list at all though that you read I
3: knew you wouldn't that's, that's, why, that's why list. I
2: brought it because I knew it put you in a foul mood I knew it I really don't like it because I made a mistake with that Led Zeppelin album That uh, that's gonna cost me some street cred with the people
3: I know you like Rolling Stone you don't always agree with their stuff
2: there's not a, there's, yeah there's no Rolling Stone album that's there
3: Did they have? A, it has to be a live album Love You Live was that out in the 70s sure
2: <laughs> I think we could look that up that might it happen. was it was it definitely <laughs> was alright here we go running on empty what do you got for me
3: um, I picked Love Needs a Heart. I picked, this is probably another slower ballady one. That's okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll pick it up, folks. I promise. You're
2: romantic. you
0: Maybe the hardest thing I've ever done Was to walk Still so-
2: How great is it listening to the music in the headphones? It's amazing, right? It sounds great, right?
3: Do we need to do a plug for these headphones?
2: No, we don't need to. I did that years ago. I don't need okay. to plug the free headphones Yeah, it
3: does sound amazing. You can really pick up. If that's one he recorded in a hotel room or something, it sounds amazing. Yeah, because I know great. some of the tracks on this album were. That's incredible.
2: Yeah, I yeah. agree.
3: Yeah, you you think you'd hear like the guy next door banging on the wall or something like, keep it down, keep
2: it down. <laughs> Maybe they rented like a whole <laughs> the whole floor of the Holiday Inn. Becky, you're paying attention to me over here. I, I'm I'm an engineer. You see, I'm fading things up. I'm fading it down, keeping everything uh, moving. Ali, did you take a look over here? It's very important over here. This is the this is the uh, what do you call it? Oh. The uh, c- control center. Yeah, command center is what I call it. Recording there. It's, it's a two-computer uh, process. All right. I've impressed the ladies in the room. Now time to move on.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Archaea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or see what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com
2: slash investing in america i'm gonna play the song you love the thunder ah yeah you're really good i could play any song in here because this the whole album's great
3: yeah he still does something off of this album i think almost at every all show. the time yeah
2: the loadout stay title track many things this is you love the thunder We've been recording for fifty minutes. We we only covered five of the fifteen albums so far. So this could be maybe this is a four hour podcast. <laughs> it won't be. It won't be. It'll we'll, go quick. It'll we'll, go quicker. We'll edit is. all this, folks. We had to. He
3: has this soundboard here and everything. Nah, yeah, yeah, don't, don't worry.
2: I'm not going to edit. If I'm going to edit anything, it's going to be that mistake about when I said "in through the outdoor" was a live album. That's going to get cut right out. Okay, we're moving into the '80s now. We just covered the whole '70s. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love the '80s. The '80s is uh, my sweet spot on jackson brown no one ever says that but i'm gonna say it because i love it because he he leans into being a little more upbeat still has a message in these songs yeah but the music's more dare i say poppy
3: yeah and i think this is where we're gonna diverge tremendously um in his catalog <laughs> so i think that's gonna be fun oh boy um at least for me i don't know about you um you don't like the 80s work yeah, we're gonna go through that next, as you just said. Well, Becky um,
2: lost her wallet. Becky, did you find? There it is. She found it. I'm gonna go
3: big and bold on you here. So we're closing out essentially his mm-hmm. first decade of the band, right, with this 1980
2: album. Um, I think it. I think we're starting a decade. You think it's closing out a decade? I think it's we're, beginning. We're closing out the first decade. I think you're taking it. We're negative. starting
3: the second decade. All right. If I were to build a Mount Rushmore of Jackson Brown albums, I would use the first album as the path up to the four, mm-hmm. and then those next four that we just went through late for the sky for every man running on empty this hold out for me this would be the path back to the car this sixth album
2: oh, this is my favorite album yeah this is my I, favorite jackson it's, brown at, Ralph,
3: it's out the mount rushmore of jackson brown but and, and i know we still have half, more than half his catalog you're
2: confusing me do you like hold out or you don't like it what i'm telling you i'm confused is, with are you, you're mumbo jumbo you're talking around in circles i can't get a grip on what you're saying
3: i'll be interested to hear what your mount rushmore would be i don't think it would be all out of the I first. need to pick four Jackson Brown albums so do you're you're in charge the rock and roll Hall of Fame comes to you just it, four four have to be on his Mount Rushmore you only have four heads in Mount Rushmore oh I've never boy. been there but that's what I'm told all right I would pick four out of these first six I would use holdout as the path back shh, to where I parked the car shh, let me pick
2: um, it's there it's at Mount Rushmore I'm gonna mm, Jim my Mount Rushmore would be the pretender
3: yeah definitely running on empty definitely
2: hold out yep and then I jumped to 1993 with I'm Alive.
3: Yeah, we're going to get to that one. That's that's
2: good. That, that's my four.
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. We're close. We're close. I
2: still don't know if you like Holdout or not. You're Here, not here's, saying.
3: Here's what I don't like. You introduced me to Jackson Brown at Holdout. We we, we jumped into the show at that point. Um,
2: let's talk about this real quick. So I went from Catholic middle school, let's say, yeah, to public high school. Yeah, you had it. So beat. I went you first it, through first You had through, it
3: beat into you.
2: First through eighth yeah. Catholic school. And now we meet in Hollidaysburg Junior High in ninth grade.
3: I think we actually met at McDonald's and then high school, but no, something no, like that. No,
2: because no, because we were at the same lunch table.
3: That's possible.
2: <clears throat> so we're fifteen.
3: We had no video from I don't back even
2: then. know how I met I don't even know how I met people. In high school, when I went from Catholic school to high school, all I know is all of a sudden here I am at this lunch table. Hey guys, come over to my house. Hey I'm gonna, I got holdout. We can listen to it. Hey guys, I got a stereo and everything. You should come over. My mom makes cookies. Um,
3: yeah, it's not like like we didn't drink and stuff in high school. No. So it's not like we snuck to your house. And we don't your drink now, children. No, we do. Uh, you know what I mean? Like th- that didn't draw us together. No. Um, we did both work at McDonald's. We worked, both we, worked at McDonald's we with both, our friend John we, Gallagher. We, we both spent every paycheck we earned at McDonald's at National Record Mark. Yes, and going to concerts. <laughs> and going to concerts.
2: And we were the kids that went to con Like we would go to a concert in Pittsburgh like on a Wednesday night. We'd come in Thursday morning with like a police t-shirt on. And couldn't and hear. Other, and couldn't yeah, hear. And the other kids would be like, you went to the police? last night yeah
3: yeah i loved i don't remember who we saw that we were like in the first row might have been cheap trick -trick or ted nugent or somebody probably both and we got back to your house late and Mm. we're like screaming at each other and your
2: dad comes out he's like shut up what's wrong with you if you're right i don't want to be that's what my dad would
3: say i don't think we very loving i don't think we could hear fully for like a week after that show so fucking loud yeah so, uh, far, so right. yes, I like this album. Alright. I don't love it Finally, be- he finally he
2: says it. He likes it. Here's my butt. Okay.
3: I'm not a huge fan of the eighties synthesizer sound. We get a little bit away from guitars, right. mandolin, Fair piano. Enough. We get into more synthesizer, more electronic. Um so do I like most of the tracks on here? Yeah. I just don't love it as much as the earlier stuff. All right. And I'll like later stuff.
2: Fair fair enough yeah what's
3: your i I picked the title track i I think it's just a great title it's funny because
2: like two songs could be the title track i mean this is the title track because it's called hold out but then the song i picked is called hold on hold out
3: and and i know i've been uh driving you crazy with lyrics let me read a quick lyric so this is from disco apocalypse which we we (laughs) could play that we're not playing yeah which we're not playing and i just don't think his lyrics are as good as on this album listen (sighs) listen to this i am so angry you, you heard some of the earlier ones you
2: might make me cry the songs might not you might
3: listen to this this is from this disco apocalypse all right down the streets and the avenue there be sisters walking two by two yeah their dresses and their shoes, shoes are, are new. new before the hearts are heavy through and through i think but it's but but, but, their, but hearts, their hearts are heavy wow you know this through. album yeah and it's a long way into the light of day where while the jukebox and, and the radio, radio play that's a far cry from the earlier in there i like it yeah i love it he's
2: painting a picture for me
3: my theory is this is my theory he's trying to kill disco before it gets any more headwind (laughs) and so he just puts out a bad disco-y sounding song in fact we should just play it he
2: sings in a super high register too
3: yeah you want me me to drop drop that one instead i think his i think his thing is here disco sucks and i'm going to try to kill it before it gets started i'm still going to play the song you chose but
2: i will i will Drop in here and play a little of a disco Apocalypse because it's a fantastic song. It's yeah, not. I love it. It's really good. Where is it? Let me find? It. Here we go. All right. I'm queuing it up. I'm just gonna drop it in the middle. see what we get.
0: It's tonight, tonight, yeah.
2: There's that keyboard that you love.
3: everybody do it I can picture everybody's grandma at every wedding dancing right now that's what I can picture they're doing the hustle
1: here's
2: here's the real high singing this is the lead off track this kicks off the album sets the tone of what's gonna happen And then he just says, Apocalypse. Say it. Apocalypse. Yeah. I'm all in. Yeah. I'm all in.
3: So I have two wild theories about this album. One is he was trying to kill Disco by showing us what it was going to do to great artists like himself If we allowed this music on the airways Maybe It didn't work um, We we had to live through the 80s The, the second one is the song Hold Out I think he's asking us to hold out until the 90s When he comes back <laughs> to his mind with good music How dare you But we'll go through them one by one
2: We're not, We can skip ahead to the 90s Neither one of us chose like the two most popular songs on the album Which is Boulevard Which is killer Was that a hit? Yeah, that was the single Are you joking? You're joking <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> And then the other one is uh, That Girl Could Sing
3: Give me a lyric or something from it Because I don't
2: know if I know Boulevard You know You know that guitar riff That opening guitar riff It's all
3: synthesizers on here There's no guitar
2: Here's Hold Out This album sold two million copies Is Is that a lot? It's double platinum
0: I don't know why Not much you can I wish I'd been true Darling, so do I you better hold out on ahead and hold out Go ahead hold out what you know about
2: me It's a great song.
3: Yeah, and his, his message was clear to me. Hold out, I'll be back. <laughs> it's going to be about another decade, but I'll be back. And now, a word from our sponsors.
2: Hey, I want to give a shout-out right now to U-Turn Audio. Now look, a few years back, U-Turn Audio sent me a free turntable, and that got me back into vinyl. But ever since I got that turntable, I've been looking for some speakers that sounded to my ear the way my speakers did with my stereo when I was in high school. And I haven't been able to find those. Now, I've purchased many speakers, like I'll... I'll order something on Amazon, try them, and they sound like crap, and they go right back to Bezos' house. I actually have his address. I send them right to his house. But U-Turn Audio actually makes speakers. And just this past week, they sent me a pair. The speakers plug right into the turntable, turn on the preamp, turn on the speakers, and you are good to go. These are bookshelf size speakers, ultra-low distortion amplification meets classic speaker design, and they are terrific, so look. Go to UturnAudio.com. click on their speakers page. They come in black. I have the black. They come in white, and they come in a wood tone. And these things sound great. They're bookshelf size. So try these out, folks. I do not think you'll be disappointed.
0: Now back to the show.
2: Let's tell stories that make us sound like old men. We would go to the drive-in movie theater. And I was—I uh, have uh, an aversion to small places, so I would drive my car in, and you and John Gallagher would ride in the trunk.
3: Yes. And, it, and yeah, let's make ourselves sound like old men. Yeah, what, it what, probably costs a dollar to go to the movies. A dollar.
2: Side. A dollar. But
3: we would, still $2 sneak, dollars we would still
2: sneak two people in yeah. out of the three. And then we would round up... Uh, whatever snacks we could find in our houses
3: yeah we'd take our parents and again not beer no
2: not whiskey not boone's farm probably
3: soda bag of chips yeah maybe a
2: candy bar whatever we could find find. whatever
3: we could find and we went we'd go and see star wars like every night for two weeks We'd see like
2: a double feature some crazy stupid horror movies mausoleum
3: we probably ended up giving star wars twenty dollars because we went to see it like 14 times or something
2: i remember we saw stripes at the drive-in and i took my my little Cassette recorder and I and I recorded the whole movie, the audio of the whole movie on a cassette recorder because I I wanted the audio of that. What do you do with that? I don't know. Maybe you listen to it. It could be a good show. I don't know. But that's when you, that's what when we you have we Bill Murray on. All right, my song is "Hold On, Hold, Hold Out. Out," and that these are two words that because of my uh, Pennsylvania accent, anything with an L in there is very hard for me to say. Do you have any of that? No, you grew up in Ohio. Say the word. Ho- hold. Hold. I really have to. Hold. Because it can come out as hoed. Hode out. Hode out. Hode out, hold out. hold, out, hold, down. hold on, hoed out. Yeah. hold down. Okay, here we go. Here's my song.
0: Hold on, hold Keep a hold on strong. How do you not like this? Ali's in, the are down. You not
2: hold, hold dancing. Down. Look at her. The head's going.
0: Watch that chord.
2: See, I want to listen to this album right now.
3: Yeah, like I said, it's at my Mount Rushmore. It's, it's ju- signed. Right it's there, just, it's the just wall. the path back to the car. It's not up on the mountain. It's there. It's definitely part of that great first decade.
2: All right. Now, before we go to the next album from nineteen er, from nineteen eighty six, we have to take a quick detour because he releases what I think is one of his best songs, and definitely one of the best songs ever to be featured on a soundtrack from fast times at Ridgemont high. And this is when there was, there were soundtracks. They were called original motion picture soundtrack, which means the songs on these soundtracks were not going to be on any album. You couldn't get them anywhere else. You could only get them on this compilation. And this is somebody's baby. Do you like this song this song's undeniable oh my god i'm gonna have a stroke
3: here's what i like about this song it fits perfectly with an 80s mu- movie yeah yeah and, and that's my rant I, I i don't and i think you're jumping to lawyers in love next 83 you said 86 i don't think you're, you're gonna, right yeah yeah you're not gonna jump over lawyers in love.
2: no 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 you're right 83 and, and my what bad I,
3: what i would say about lawyers in love is it's a fine album and we talked about fine yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I know um, I, I, I love 80s movies um, and I think a lot of these songs do fit perfectly with them. That's why I picked for a rocker because I think it could go in any montage scene in any 80s movie. Um, I got another list for you. I, know I you, like
2: this album top to bottom. I like every song on this album. All Tender right. is the night.
3: Five best and five worst 80s movies coming of age
2: Is this, are we doing fun facts again yeah you're come all over the place now now I know I thought we were going to play a song and now you're throwing on. this at me
3: come on because
2: guess what what do you want me to do you want guess me to what? name
3: something fast times at Ridgemont High did not make the list
2: you want me to name the top five 80s movies no coming of age coming of age okay uh, Jesus Breakfast Club
3: number two yeah, yeah all right. very good
2: pretty in pink yeah number three both john hughes movies uh ferris bueller's not a coming of age movie so number not... one ferris bueller is, is it is that a coming of age movie according to screen rant are these just all john hughes movies i'm just giving
3: you the list
2: uh stand by me no all right what, what are four and five i've got no time for some this.
3: kind of wonderful <laughs> and heathers
2: some kind of wonderful was another john hughes movie yeah and then heathers Worst, isn't
3: weird science made worse list yeah that's, that's a terrible a, movie that's a john Hughes, isn't it yeah that's terrible yeah. 16 candles that made worst list i think because it's 16 so candles is i it, think it's racist it's so now. racist now yeah. i think that's why it did yeah
2: they got a character long duck dong
3: we'll, we'll jump off of that i can tell you're annoyed with it footloose i, was, did, I just footloose, didn't, I wasn't expecting it footloose was picked as the worst 80s movie coming really? of age because they said the premise was just so stupid
2: you can't dance <laughs> a, in their town
3: whole town that bans dancing come on
2: i bet you can find that town right now in 2022 20, <laughs> all right lawyers in love this is the first time he ever makes a video
3: yeah yeah we had mtv for the title track we yeah had we had mtv yeah
2: i want my mtv yeah my mom called it that damn mtv should come in oh you're watching that damn mtv again
3: but i mean early mtv was like early espn where Early SPN, all you had was like Australian rules football and and, and like billiards. (laughs) (laughs) And early MTV, you had about the same 20 videos because nobody had videos. No one really had them. So if you didn't like those videos, that was pretty much all there was. Somehow
2: I would sit there for hours and watch that same 20 videos.
3: Well, then they would tell you for like two weeks, there's a world premiere. World premiere, Jackson Brown, Warriors in Love. But first we're going to count down the 10 songs from last week.
2: And they're the same songs you've been singing every single day. (laughs) all right you picked for a rocker
3: yeah and i like i said that i, I think it fits in any montage scene mm-hmm. in 80 any of these 80s movies it just does
2: some backstory in this this is written for as a tribute to james honeyman scott the guitarist pretenders. of pretenders yeah. who passed away uh he even says peggy sue in it which is james honeyman scott's wife's name so this is a good there's a good song does this close out the album Wait.
0: Turn on the light. We're going to have.
2: Fun song
3: Yeah it could be in Footloose
2: <laughs> It could be in Footloose Sure It's a montage as so they're getting ready yeah, To go to the dance they, they
3: all have that 80s Radio rock beat With a lot why. of synthesizer A lot of like You're talking like, like That's a bad thing It's just not my thing I guess So I'm not trying to Pull anybody over to my camp I think they fit beautifully With 80s movies Just a, you're, That I'm, are rompy I'm, disapp- that are I'm rompy. disappointed I'm a
2: little sad I'm a little disappointed That's all I'm gonna say
3: There are some gems On these albums mm-hmm. Um as as a catalog or as a whole album to me a lot of it just starts to sound the same because of the music the backing music brings it all together and, oh. and makes it all sound very similar rolling to me. stone magazine
2: gave this four out of five stars what do they know that said all music gave it two out of five
3: they didn't put running on empty on the top 10 albums so that's now, true now, so it's a good sor- now
2: it's a good source Come well on. it's a good source if it goes the way i want it to go <laughs> Then certainly it's a good source Okay I picked the song I could have picked any song on this Because again I love it Eight songs 35 minutes I picked a song called Cut It Away Yeah Because I do like this song Or I wouldn't have picked it Stop playing air keyboard, game yeah. He's playing Before the air I synth.
0: I was for. It's not like
2: it's a key tar.
0: Yeah. When we were lovers and nothing more, I wanted, you, I, wanted you, I wanted you. And I did everything that I could do, that I could do. To, capture you, to capture you. I let you see. I let Stop you see doing the party that. The party. <laughs> you want, to see, you want to see a
2: fantasy all the negative things you're saying are all the things that I love about this
3: I know and that's that's what's great about it is um, two people that both love the musician uh, we can disagree on what our favorite tracks are, what our favorite albums are. It doesn't make it bad or good. Yeah, it
2: doesn't it, make me right and you wrong. It does, but it doesn't. <laughs> I mean.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's it, In general, it, I liked 80s bands that were 80s bands. That just that was their sound. I don't know who I would even give as a good example. Poison. Maybe the Cars, you know, or something like that. Bon Jovi. The Cars had synthesizers and electronic. Cars is a good choice. Electronic drums, synthesizers. Mm-hmm. They never had this raw acoustic sound with David Crosby and Don Henley. Got then all of a sudden, they were. They change it up. They, he's changing it up. And Are you it, saying
2: he's selling out? Is that what you're saying?
3: Um, I don't know if he's selling out, but that's what was playing or on is the air. Changing
2: with the times.
3: That's what MTV wanted. Is he maturing? Possibly. Yeah. That's but that's what that's what was playing in the '80s, and I think he did jump into that more than say like a band like the Rolling Stones. They just kept doing Stones. The Who. Yeah. They just kept doing Who. Right. They they didn't all of a sudden do Disco Apocalypse. They just well, they, the well the Rolling
2: they, Stones did do Miss You.
3: Yeah, yeah, they, they, they put Emotional their t- rescue. They put their toe in, but they're not dedicating album after album to it.
2: Alright, you ready? We're gonna we're gonna go on a tangent here. Go. Nineteen eighty five, there's a song that comes out, Jackson Brown sings co-lead vocal on. Well, I'm gonna play it and then we'll talk about it. I'm sure you don't like it. That's Clarence Clemens. Very 80s. a long time to get to the chorus but the song's called you're a friend of mine
3: yeah was it on uh, the soundtrack of teen wolf
2: <laughs> I, mean, I don't think i think it was just on clarence <laughs> clemens album called hero
3: it was definitely on a soundtrack for some I 80s movie think it was i gotta sit now i gotta
2: now no, look we're we're one hour and 14 minutes and i have to tell Allie and i have to tell becky that this is not a hostage situation you can becky you cannot listen to this show right. anytime but if you don't want to listen live, you guys are not, you guys don't have to stay here. And I want you to stay, but you don't have to stay. Mm-hmm. All right. Scale of one to 10, how much fun are you having, Becky? No, I'm having fun. Okay, I mean, so you wouldn't give me. a number, so I'm gonna say that's about a four. I agree with Jim on the last album. Okay, you're not here to support your husband. I Maybe mean, you do that in the car later. I, I, you can say, Pat was wrong. That's a wife voice. Pat didn't know what he was talking about.
3: He's, he's reaching, you know, he's, his lyrics are great His voice is great The band is great It's just not my style of music How dare That's me. all I am so angry I, okay. I don't want to come across all negative There are some great songs on these albums you
2: can, No, you can be negative We love negativity here Yeah The world needs more Okay 1986, Lives in the Balance I was working at a record store When this one came out And we, we'd get to take turns On the album everyone, like, everyone would get to turn To play an album side And I always played this album because I love the uh, opening track so much, which you picked.
3: Yeah, I think that opening track, um, that's like uh, his early work collides with Neil Diamond. I think that's probably why you love it, because you're a big Neil Diamond
2: guy. Just because it has the word America (laughs) in the title doesn't mean that it collides with Neil Diamond. It's got that same anthem anthem type. nothing wrong with an anthem. Bon Jovi makes a living at it.
3: There's nothing wrong with it. I love that track. What I don't love about this album, early on, his politics his religion his ideology was sprinkled into songs now i feel like he's dropping political pamphlets from a plane like it's it's very direct it's very in my face yeah i'm going to read you a quick lyric i know you're getting tired of the lyrics but this this is till i go down he says i'm not going to shut my mouth he turns off my mic i love it here's the lyric i'm not going to shut my mouth I'm for the truth to come out about the leader with the iron will and the allegiance to the dollar bill. Like that's just so much more. Yeah, man.
2: He's taking the man down right to the knees.
3: Here's what I wrote. Taking him out. Here's what I wrote. This would work as a punk or a rap song, but he uses this like reggae pop beat.
2: Yeah. I don't like, I I don't like a reggae. uh, And you know what it reminds me of? It's that guy. I'm not a fan of this song either. It's when you see
3: that scene in the movie, like everybody's going about their business and like the the park. Yeah. Then there's this guy with a bullhorn. Hey, they they're killing all the animals. They're taking all of our money. <laughs> like that's what this <laughs> these lyrics sound like to me on some of these songs. He's just he's a little too over the top and maybe he's I know this is the Reagan era. He really had a problem with Reagan being the president. Yeah. And I think he said, you know what, subtle isn't working. Let's just let's hit
2: him over the head. Let's just hit him hard. I uh this song this album has eight songs. I like fi- I really like five of these, but then there's three that I they're very they would get strong.
3: The They're the guy in the bullhorn. And uh, would you agree he started to lose a lot of fans here because of it?
2: Well, I mean, this this album also went platinum. So I think he's hanging on. He's hanging on to fans. I think the next album is when
3: yeah, that's people definitely, disappear. That's when the Shark Tank scene it's happened.
2: Pretty rough. All right. So your song is the opening track for America.
3: Yeah, this is one of those, you know. It's a good one. Donald Trump would be proud to play this.
0: for his freedom and a life of his own. But the freedom that he found wasn't quite as sweet when the truth was
2: known. You think this is heavy-handed?
0: <laughs> I have prayed for America. I was made for America. It's in my blood
2: and in my Statue of Liberties on the cover?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Like he acknowledges in this song like i was made for america he couldn't say the things that he says in other countries you know yeah that's that guy that's that, true that's that guy that gets
2: i never really thought about taking away you're and, right
3: um yeah, so he he knows he can use his platform to reach a lot of people what i love about jackson brown and i think a lot of people know about him is you know he's got a solar home he's he's got um i've heard on his tour oh, he would hate this, this he doesn't allow bottle, he doesn't oh allow God. any plastic no, on his tours nope. uh, it's all sustainable things yep. um you know has he made mistakes in his life absolutely we all have but he he does walk the talk a lot he does in, in the causes that he gets behind the the benefits that he plays to raise money for causes so yeah. you can disagree with some of his politics or all of them but he's not just selling out for the dollars. Yeah. He does believe in his, he his does. rants. I agree. I, I just Musically, I just like when he's a little softer with how he... I, I don't want that guy with the bullhorn coming at me with his rant. I'd rather have him say, Hey, have you ever thought about it this way? Uh, right. It just makes a better song to me.
2: Well, the song that I'm going to play is one of my top five Jackson Brown songs of all time out of the it, whole entire catalog. Is it going to make you cry?
3: Would it, it would make your Mount Rushmore of Jackson Brown songs?
2: yes will it make me cry it could, it could at times I don't think I'll cry today because I'm so angry at you and your take <laughs> but, uh, but this is a, I love this song so much In the Shape of a Heart and hitting the nod from Becky
0: there was a hole left in the wall from some ancient
2: fight don't cry don't
0: cry about the size of a fist
2: I love the drums
0: something thrown that had missed There were other holes as well In the house where our nights fell Far too many to repair In the time that we were there People speak of love, don't know what they're thinking of Reach out to each other through the push and shove Speak in terms of the life and the learning
2: now i know why i like the drums it's stan lynch from tom petty and the heartbreakers nice.
3: yeah yeah that's a great song that's that's one um you know you could picture that being like oh that was written by dylan and then somebody obviously sings it way better than dylan because nobody a lot of his great tracks i think are covered by people with different vocal yeah. abilities um or it could be one that billy joel's doing or elton john I think it's just that's just a great ballad it really
2: is all right we're closing out the 80s now with this is my least favorite jackson brown album
3: all i wrote was help me through this record oh, this is rough <laughs> That's,
2: um, this is so rough
3: yeah and i think you're right I, I was probably a little harder on some of those earlier 80s albums but it was building up to this crescendo yeah this is just like we had the crescendo negative. at the end of his first decade with the pretender and and, mm-hmm. those, and hold out this was the crescendo of this political over the topness Yeah, this is um, big time
2: political here.
3: Um Yeah, just not my Jackson Brown.
2: No, I mean, yeah, I don't even know what to say about this album. Yeah, not not does not get I'm Many still spins. holding. I'm
3: still holding out at this point. I
2: was disappointed. You know when like you buy an album and you're disappointed. This was a disappointing album for me.
3: I don't own it. I had to listen to some tracks on iTunes where they give you like the 50 second preview. Yeah. That's how I. I
2: don't even like the song you picked. I just not one I like either. The so re,
3: the reason I picked it because uh, my wife Becky said it felt like you could maybe dance to it. <laughs> <laughs> we we could do a listener poll if you know do they call into the show. I don't know what these phone banks yeah. are here for. There's like 50 phones in the studio here, folks. I have no idea. Caller, you're on for.
2: the air. Um, World in Motion you picked the title track
3: I think because I really didn't listen to this whole album I couldn't yeah. I
2: tried you, it's good you, you saved an hour of your life yeah it's it's rough okay. here we go
0: going in the USA.
2: a lot of synthesizers. maybe this album makes me cry just because it's awful
0: May,
2: you
3: can kill it you've heard enough already yeah Here's what I'm going to say.
0: Around the corner, you can hear the sound.
3: Yeah, I just... If, if you would have told me, like, me. he was in a big battle with his record label and he had to do one more album to get out of it <laughs> before he could get out of the label. He just wanted to piss would, them off. I would have thought this would have been the album he would have done to get out of that label. He just threw something together. Yeah, just said, you know, what's some stuff that's on track that we're never going to use um, and just kind of give them one last F you as I yeah. go out the door. But it's not. He has a great relationship. Yeah, with his his label and ah,
2: I don't know what happened here 10 songs I think maybe I like 4 and I'm not saying that they're good songs I'm just saying I like 4 of these 10 and this is one of them it's called Enough of the Night
0: You used to stand on the table You used to shoot out the lights You used to stop trucks on I-19 your blue you got the role of your high
2: school. Most I'm noticing the synth see, in these keyboards more than I ever did before because you pointed it out to me.
0: Yeah,
2: it's just lightweight. Like, does the song he didn't have the songs? The songs weren't there for me
3: now i i'm not going to read all this but i i was wondering like at that time i'm thinking you know he's got a great back catalog i'm yeah. thinking he's probably out on the road playing maybe one song off this album and still packing the house yeah so i pulled up there's a great site called setlist.fm Has i've it, heard of it it's awesome you can put in any band any tour year and it'll show you their set list and so how
2: many songs is he playing off this album
3: so he does he did 45 shows on the world in motion tour okay and uh 21 songs a night he mixes up the order if you look through mm-hmm. them all he's playing eight off of this album
2: eight songs off of this album yeah let me uh, hear um
3: no i'm sorry it's it's six it's six um, six is too much enough of the night
2: okay i'll listen to that, that chasing
3: was, you into the light i do like that one anything can happen
2: that's another one i like um how long i like that one too those are four the four i when like When the stone begins to okay, turn that I go get a hot dog and then World in Motion. All right, I go to the bathroom.
3: Yeah, and, and you know, obviously he's sprinkling in. He plays s- at least one song from all the other back catalog. Um, the most back catalog comes from Running On Empty. He plays four from that on average. Um, and then everything else, like from his first album, he plays Dr. My Eyes.
2: I, um, will, I will tell people, this is a buyer beware. If you're going to go see Jackson Brown and you don't know his catalog.
3: Thank you. That's top where to would... bottom,
2: front to back, you will be disappointed because my sister-in-law... She told me she goes. I got Jackson Brown tickets, and I said to her, I go. Oh, I wish you would have told me before you bought them. She's like, why? And I go, because he's not gonna play the songs that you think he's gonna play or that you want him to play. And when the show was over, she said, I think I knew three songs. I go, yeah. It's just he doesn't. Uh, he, he, doesn't, doesn't he doesn't play his greatest hits. He doesn't play his greatest hits. No, and
3: that's that's what I thought was interesting. is you know, like I said, I I, I don't like this album, but he didn't shy away from it. He's out there playing six out of 21 songs yeah in a set list that's almost a third of the set yeah now if where, you
2: go see bruce springsteen he's gonna play six songs off his new album but he's gonna play 40 songs yeah, yeah for yeah. three and a half hours so he you are gonna get what you need but yeah jackson brown and i respect that if you've spent time writing and recording an album you want to play it for the people
3: i i think he likes it
2: yeah i think he wants to say hey this is my art and take it or leave it all right, 1993. It's the first album of the '90s. There's only two albums in the '90s. This is one of this is on my Mount Rushmore. I'm alive. What yeah. song do you have for us?
3: Uh, all good things.
2: Yeah, it's this. I mean, this whole album is great, top to bottom. This was like this is what c- I was holding out for because I was nervous because I'm like that last album sucked. What's this going to be like? And then this was total. What do I want to say? Redemption from that last album. Uh,
3: he gets back to more guitars, mm-hmm. more piano, yep. more violin, mm-hmm. uh, more of what I would call his classic sound. B- better songwriting. Obviously, he's got 20 years of practicing now, so he's a, even a better musician. He's al- He's got great people on the album working with him. Um, yeah, I think it's just, and, and it, he starts to get back a little bit out of our face again with the lyrics.
2: Yeah, I, would, I would almost tell people that if you've never heard a Jackson Brown album, you might want to start here. It's not a bad place
3: to drop in either.
2: All right. All Good Things. Very positive song. All good
0: things Gotta come to an end
3: The 80s. Yeah. The
0: thrills have to fade
3: World in Motion
0: For they come round again Such a bad album. World in Motion. The bills will be paid And the pleasure will be made. All good things
2: Like a phoenix rising from the ashes That 80s sheen is off of there It's totally off We have piano, we don't have synth
0: It's crisp Yeah
2: Great pick, good song All right, my song, this is in my top five Jackson Brown songs of all time too. This song is called Sky Blue and Black.
3: Yeah, good, 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 good. Now
2: I've seen Jackson Brown about six times and three of those times, I think it was when he was just solo acoustic. He had like 20 guitars on the stage and a keyboard, but he's very cranky at these solo acoustic song shows because people are yelling out songs and he does not like that. And he will tell you, it's, like, he makes no bones about it. He's just like, yeah, I have a set list set. I have a show that I yeah, put together. Yeah, and that's
3: kind of a greatest hit set list that More. he's that he's doing on the solo acoustic. Yeah. Pretty much. And it's around this time, isn't it? Or it's a little bit later.
2: Um, More closer, I think to, I, 2000. I, I closer
3: think, to 2000. Closer to 2000.
2: Yeah, that's when I saw him for the first time. Yeah. So I saw him at a venue called the Thousand Oaks Civic Center. That's where I got that album autographed. And um, it's a solo show. And it's, it's a theater, you know. So if people yell out, because it's a quiet show, because there's not a whole band. So if people yell out, everyone can hear it. So he sits down at the keyboards. And
3: they're, they're probably yelling out, running on empty.
2: Well, here's what happened. And this pissed me off. I wish I could find this guy. I would have given him the same thing that happened to Adam. I would have thrown him out a window. <laughs> Jackson Brown sits down. He starts to play Sky Blue and Black. And so I'm in my seat. I'm like getting chills. I'm like, this is fantastic. And a guy yells out, sky blue and black. And Jackson Brown stops playing it, gets up, grabs a guitar, sits on a stool and starts to play a different song. And I was like, you motherfucker. Not to him, the guy in the balcony. I'm like, that guy just ruined it. I was about to hear sky blue and black. Uh, That was so disappointing.
3: Well, let's hear it now. That's rough. This will be the
2: makeup. That's like how he treats a heckler like that's his way of getting back at the heckler all right sky blue and black
0: yeah, sky blue and black for
2: I for a second I didn't know where that came from I was like what, what just happened is that on the recording what the heck happened I couldn't resist I'm so sorry look I would have done it too had I been in your position so I admire it all right Let's take it from the top. You going to do that again? No. I respect it. Okay, here we go. Taking it from the top. Here we go. Oh, that's... No, no, no. That's the song that would have made me cry, but I'm getting through it. You yelling helped for me not to cry. It Didn't help my ears. Put, it, put, my, put my emotions in check. That was the first
3: time I actually talked into the mic.
2: <laughs> it was. See how nice it sounds when you talk into it? It does. All right. Moving on to 1996. This album is Looking East. I was hoping that it would be in the vein of I'm Alive, and it is, but it's just not as good as I'm Alive. Got some strong tracks, but it doesn't have ten strong tracks.
3: Yeah, a little bit more uneven. But like yeah. you said, it's not a regression to Worlds in Motion. No, it's um almost like you. And I don't know. This is something we could probably look up. Maybe he had? Did he have some lineup changes with some band there? Or is this that one he recorded like in the warehouse? No, it's in LA same. somewhere. Like, it's they, basically
2: they, they, the same group of people.
3: I think they might have recorded this one though in a warehouse or something where they made it into a studio. He liked the acoustics or something. Like I think they got a little too cute. I don't know. Um, they got a little
2: too cute.
3: I did find. That, I'll read this real quick because I know we're killing time here. But I got to be honest now.
2: We're we we got through the eighties very quickly. Because yeah. we're we're at ninety minutes right now, and now and now we're. In we're the in the home stretch. stretch, yeah
3: yeah so you were you were saying earlier about when he was in the 80s like or the in the early albums you' are saying about he's writing these incredible songs mm-hmm. he's like 22 years old, 24 yeah. years old. Here's a quote from the LA Times in July 2021 he's talking about he's like, you know I, I think it's not a good idea to try to write a song as good as some other songs you've already written because when you wrote that song that you thought was so you thought so highly of, you weren't holding it up against some other standard right you were just trying to write something new. You know and yeah. i think that's his mindset as he goes into any project any song uh, we all want that same great song after song after song nobody can do
2: that yeah you're um, always competing with yourself but you shouldn't try to compete with yourself you should just write what you're feeling i, I think and, if you take his pray
3: his catalog and you broke it into like fifths like these first five albums the next five mm-hmm. and the last five I think most musicians would kill for that catalog. Yeah, uh, Geffen should have kept them and he could have sold them to other musicians that could record those tracks. Like anybody would kill for any part of that catalog, the, the songs and the lyrics and that just, yeah. So anyway, yeah, th- this album's not as great as the last one and certainly not the one coming up next, which I think is the best in this next batch, but we'll talk about that in a minute.
2: Well, the next the next albums after this album, then we're into the two so thousands. Yeah, we can't even include it with these two nineties albums. Only two albums in the nineties.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: All right, what's your song?
3: Uh, Barricades of Heaven.
2: All right.
0: Trying to hear my song. Jimmy found his own sweet sound on that free guitar. It
2: all get in the fan and play. His voice sounds good. He's not a super strong singer. You no. know what I'm saying? I don't mean that in a bad way, but he he no, really does as much as he can with what he was given. But he's not, I never consider him like, you know, the greatest vocalist. He's not a bad vocalist. I wish I could sing like this, but you know what I mean.
3: He's got the range, but he doesn't have the volume i think is yeah yeah
2: is. oh that's a good way to put it yeah Jim, but that, was, that, was that in your notes put that write that in your notes for later so you can tell that. people i should have wrote that down
3: uh no what i love about that song is that could be on the first five or six albums that could easily be. easily i mean it's it's just so good you're right his voice sounds incredible on that album it just yeah it's an uneven album top to bottom yeah but there's many tracks like that that are very good on that album
2: and i picked a song that makes the album uneven i believe but i picked it because five years ago i became a cat dad thank you thank you i appreciate it uh, i know which song this is yeah so i picked a song called i'm the cat yeah because i'm a cat dad. you can look at my car i got a magnet it says cat dad here we go i am the cat
0: Baby, I- I'm prepared to bring you around You're thinking that you've got me trained I'm aware of that But when you need your outlook change Baby, I'm the cat Baby, I'm
2: the Here we go. I'm the cat. It's one of the songs that's I
0: like, not I mean. about
3: more like Being a cool cat Like uh Yeah it's not Like they used to say It's not about being the, a kitty uh, At the jazz clubs You were cool cats Yeah you're a hep cat Yeah and he's got that Kind of reggae Little bit Beat thing going Creeps he, in there a little bit He does that On these next few albums He slips it in here and there Yeah I, I'm not it's usually even, the song I don't like It reminds me too much Of a Jimmy Buffett Backing track Right Like with that Just that calypso Kind of reggae Yeah it's just thing. not It's
2: not Jackson Brown It's like Don't stop doing that
3: it offends me as much as the 80 synthesizer sound
2: <laughs> might offend me more all right so 2002 the album is the naked ride home and you picked a, a very good song
3: yeah th- this album i think is like
2: it's underrated
3: way underrated yeah to me if he went anywhere on uh, you know worlds in motion this album said i'm all the way back like i'm mm-hmm. guys i never went anywhere i don't know what happened to that album um my stunning mystery command companion to me it sounds like the sister song of your bright baby blues mm-hmm. I, almost like he's telling the same story later on in life about him and his girl and again it could be me and my girl it could be you and your girl like he it's it's i don't have
2: a girl i'm married
3: yeah you do that she's your girl oh okay But yeah.
2: but it's it's, it's do worth, i have to ask her out on dates still
3: on your anniversary okay and her birthday
2: all right and valentine's day Okay, that's a lot. That's three and a Day. year, oh, that's four a year.
3: Um, no, it's just, I, this this album and this song especially, I feel like he's getting back into that more inward focus with the lyrics and the tunes, um, where it does speak to so many people, where it's he's, he's telling his story, but it could be somebody else's story or your own. Yeah. And it's more relatable again. Yeah, there's still some good politics sprinkled in here in these songs, but again, he's not screaming through the bullhorn. He's just sneaking it into me and just saying, hey, consider this.
2: And the uh, the time frame now between albums is he's going six years between albums. That's a long time.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, but I think around this time is when he was doing that solo acoustic stuff, if I remember. Yeah. You could look up when those dropped, but I want to say that's when he was doing a lot of that. And maybe that helped him get back to more of that sound by playing those songs every night,
2: stripping everything down and
3: just playing the guitar, just playing the piano, maybe the slide guitar a little bit, maybe
2: stopping a song, three chords in to play a different song to make a one guy mad and one guy sad. Yeah. Okay. But
3: but this song to me could be the next track on the album with the other song. It just, they, they could be back to back.
2: I highly agree. So here we go with my stunning mystery companion.
0: All my expectations long abandoned And the future I no longer saw my hand in How I found you is beyond my understanding My stunning mystery companion I know that you don't want to be out here forever on this road Live among the boxes where all my past lives have been stored. Maybe you're thinking of some place with a garden by the sea where we could slow down and you could put a little more work.
2: He only wrote four of these songs on his own. The other six are written by committee with the current band members. Mark Goldenberg, Mauricio Lewick, Kevin McCormick, and Jeff Young. So that's interesting. That's a change up.
3: Yeah. I think we start to see that a little more on these next few records that are spread out more. I don't know if he's just giving them some um, credentials and things because... They're gonna need that as they branch out from his band a lot of times you see that with um bands when they get older they will let their guitarist play one of his tracks yeah. even at concert
2: how um, many good songs does someone have in them you know what i mean
3: yeah it could be part of it too um but
2: definitely. billy joel was in 93 he goes i got no more songs this is it i'm done is that when he started doing all the like show tunes and stuff no he just stopped recording new music it was his last studio album. Well, Garth Brooks took a 10-year hiatus. <laughs> and that's true, to <laughs> raise his family. Alright, my song from The Naked Ride Home is called The Night Inside Me. Oh.
3: Love the guitar on this. I used to live
0: out in the field a feeling way. With everything that I was feeling that I could not say. With every doubt and every sorrow that was in Tearing around inside my head like he was there to stay Night in my eyes, the night inside me There were the shadows and the night could hide me Night in my eyes, sky full of stars
2: Are we close to hearing your story about the seeing Jackson Brown in concert? Is it a couple albums away? It's
3: a couple albums away.
2: All right. We're almost done, Listeners ladies. Gotta ladies hang that are in the room, we're almost done.
3: Listeners got to hang in to the end for the big world premiere of my story about seeing <laughs> Jackson <Browning>. live.
2: <laughs> All right. September 23rd, 2008, this album comes out, Time the Conqueror. I think I saw him three times on this tour. I was in the front row for one of those shows. Uh, it seems like I go see Japson. Japson isn't someone. Japson That's why I said Japson Yeah It's not good
3: It's his son isn't it
2: I'm having cognitive issues right now I
3: think that's one of his kids Japson Named him Japson Yeah
2: What I was going to say Was I think I've seen Jackson Brown He's the artist I've seen more by myself Than any other artist Did you you ever go to a concert by yourself? No Yeah if no one will go I just go No If it's someone I really want to see I go
3: I won't even watch a music video by myself
2: and I won't force someone to go with me because if you're, if they're there and they, they don't want to be there, then it's no fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah,
3: no, I, I, I've, I've ended up at a concert by myself. Um, in fact, uh, the aforementioned John Gallagher, him and I worked at Lake racetown in the summer. Okay. We went to see, uh, what a great show. It was Wang Chung with Tina Turner. Oh, i wow. believe that was the lineup and uh um, that's probably juniata the, college
2: what year is that
3: early 80s she was probably uh was that
2: when she was coming back or was it prior to the comeback the private dancer era
3: i think it was around that you know that it, it would like have a, been like 83 84 it 85 like a good double in there.
2: bill for juniata college
3: it, it was at like this fairgrounds near the college mm-hmm. and somehow and it wasn't a ginormous crowd mm-hmm. maybe 10,000 people or something, but it was all, you're just standing. Mm -hmm. There's no chairs. There's no theater. They just up on a stage. And the people that we went with, that we worked with, I think maybe five or six of us piled into a car and went down to this show. Somehow I got, I think I might've went to use the restroom or get another beer or something. Did Lynn Trinks go? No, she did not work there. All right. Um,
2: That's who you lost your virginity um, with, right? Lynn Trinks. uh,
3: Linda Peters worked there Mm -hmm. from high school. But
2: um, are you going to tell us about Lynn Trinks?
3: no we're not going to talk about that she fell i didn't push her no now yeah, you're making the story a bad story even worse so yeah i just so I, what happened john just left you i went for a beer or the restroom or something and then and this is like two maybe two songs into the show actually okay. it wasn't it was wang chung in the cars it wasn't tina turner oh that's even wang, better yeah it was very good that's, that's the one and only time i ever saw the cars and uh wang chung opened up and while they're opening up, I didn't really know their music. Didn't really care for their music. I'm mm-hmm. waiting for the cars. I think I went to get another round of beers or something for our group. The crowd closed in because she, the, the Wang Chung finished their set. They only played like three or four songs. The crowd like closed in all of a sudden, and you're, and you're all just standing.
2: Yeah, it's scary.
3: I couldn't get. I, I couldn't find them. I, I I'm walking around at one point with like four beers. I think I drank one or two of them. Probably one or two got spilled. I ended up watching the whole show by myself. Like I could never find my group again until the end, whenever we like met at the car. Like, oh my God. So I did see a concert by myself, not on purpose. All right. Yeah, And it was a great show.
2: And the the moral of the story is don't go see a concert with John Gallagher.
3: Don't go by yourself to get
2: the We beers. saw Bruce Springsteen at Three River Stadium. It was 66,000 people. It was the largest crowd ever assembled in Three River Stadium for anything, football, baseball, anything and john gallagher got so drunk he fell asleep i remember that during the bruce springsteen concert
3: and i remember i think it was you when we were on the parkway
2: and we were drinking we drank a whole bottle of southern comfort while driving from my brother's house to three river stadium
3: but at some point i think you had to pee and you're like look i just got to get out we were in stop and go traffic (laughs) and you got out or maybe it was gallagher and then traffic go we weren't stopped anymore and we were maybe half a mile that was gallery he
2: had to pee and then he had to run to get back to the truck because we
3: had to go people are honking at and us we couldn't pull
2: off you had a truck it was yellow and it looked like a truck that like the highway department yeah would own yeah yeah and we all sat up front
3: and i think in that show we met up with people we lost people there were so many people there's so many
2: people there yeah a lot of people from high school were there yeah a lot of people but uh don't drink and drive kids because we did and John fell asleep, and we had to be loaded for the entire show. We had to be.
3: Yeah, I don't think don't drink and drive, honey. I'm talking Thanks. to my daughter here, not to. I have a
2: picture of us. You're driving, and you're holding up the bottle of Southern Comfort. I'm going to find that, and I will. I will post it uh, in conjunction <laughs> with this episode. And it's yeah, ridiculous that we're,
3: was when Bruce had toured for like two straight years on that same because we didn't yeah, see him the first year out on that album no it no, was in, like it 85 was in the, or something the stadium something. tour was like the second round of yeah. that touring and yeah that was crazy yeah yeah here's what I have for this album Time to Conquer okay short list um, I, I came up with this this is what I want on a Jackson Brown album see if you agree with these four points okay I want finely crafted songs and musicianship nope I want a bit of heartache I want a bit of political And some mm. wry observations Nah That's what I like In a Jackson Brown song Yeah We're hearing it all over these songs No it
2: is This is a great album
3: This is another one If I did a second Mount Rushmore This would the, be With the later it. work I this, agree with This you. would be up there With the last uh, Like if
2: there's a fifth head Just like sticking up Over the other four heads Like hello I'm up here too It would be this album
3: If he doesn't have His early catalog Like I said this, this catalog here, these last three, four albums Very strong Just as strong
2: Very strong And your song is Just say hey It hits all my points Exactly, just say yeah
3: Whatever I'm, well, doing, I'm doing the concert version <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's gonna play, here it comes
0: I wanted to be Somebody you'd see When you're feeling good I started looking for your little energy in my neighborhood. I started feeling kind of funny and free when you were around. And I began to cook up a plan to take you out of town.
2: Ali, have we won you over at all with any of these songs? Or are you just like, this is not my thing? And you can be honest.
3: I'm still just sticking with my one album, I think. <laughs> okay. I think that song could be on Running on Empty. It has that same feel to me with, yeah. the, with how the keyboards and organ kind of come in on the backside of like the choruses and things.
2: It's I a know. real good song. Yeah. My song off this album, Time the Conqueror, is off of Wonderland. This might be some autobiographical stuff happening.
0: It was easy for me up so high in my tree. Living off a wonderland, living with an unknown man, waiting there for every man. There was a change
2: that line there where he says waiting there for every man waiting for that album for the first big one. Yeah. I don't see it. (laughs) All right. Two more. We've done it. No, that's, I think we did it. it. It's
3: only taken me 10 albums, but yeah, Now you're agreeing with me. The lyrics just have those layers. Yeah. I think that is a very personal thing he's sharing, but it could be about something else and other people could relate to it just because of the depth in Mm. those. Yeah.
2: I wonder if we're going to win over any, uh, Jackson Brown fans, you think we're gonna get new friends from this uh, episode?
3: Well, the phones aren't lighting up yet, but what, we are on California time.
2: What about Japson Brown? Do you think people will enjoy him? They'll start maybe getting involved in Japson Brown.
3: That last album is just as solid as it's the, good. The, the two that led up to it. Um, again, maybe not top to bottom like you would mm-hmm. say for a pretender or something yeah. like that, and because there's still some politics sprinkled in there, um, and that's okay
2: all right we go for we go six more years to 2014 standing on the breach now this album came out i think when other albums came out that i was listening to more so this is probably the album that i know the least yeah i'm just not that familiar with this like when i read the song titles i'm like hmm what are these songs (laughs) but i do know a few of them and obviously i picked one and you picked one what did you pick uh i picked leaving leaving winslow we already talked about winslow
3: Yeah, I think it's a playful song that he is kind of calling back to that take it easy track um, with the lyrics in the song. And yeah, this is a great album, too. Um, I I wrote in my notes here, if I had a second Mount Rushmore, kind of like Disney has two parks, you know, one of them's not as great as the other one. (laughs) I would put this on the second Mount Rushmore, along with the last one, last four we just talked about. I think that would be his second Mount Rushmore I don't know if it's the West Coast version or the Florida version. Depends which version of Disney you like better. Um, but those four albums, again, would make a great Rushmore of Jackson Brown catalog.
2: This will surprise you. Uh, I don't like Disneyland. I can tell you about that more later. Okay, Leaving Winslow.
0: I'm walking all around Looking up and down this railroad
2: The voice is still great.
0: I'm walking all around For his
2: limited range
0: down this train his great range All I gotta see Is a place for me To grab hold of And I'll be on this train And I won't be back again I'm overqualified For any other ride I can think of
2: These albums are much longer Time-wise Still just 10 songs But now the albums are like rain. 55, 60 minutes
0: I had a reservation about every occupation I was ever on the brink of Till the day my heart Got given to the rhythm Of the train Station, coast to coast Not that much of anything in mind No expectation
2: Alright, on the last album you picked a song called Just Say Yeah and on this album I picked a song called Yeah Yeah. Here we go.
0: Well, you know I don't lead you You know I don't feed you no lie Yeah, yeah And it's not up to me to tell you what you see through your eyes Yeah, yeah You know, girl, sometimes I just don't know Where it is you still think you can go Without taking my world with you, Maybe you don't realize yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I like the background yeah. vocals when they come in with the yeah, yeah. Yeah. One more.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, no, more. I totally agree. That's, um, like you said, that's probably an album like a lot of people haven't really listened mm-hmm. to. It's very solid. It really is.
2: Um, All right, one more old timey story. So when we were in high school, we would stay overnight at Jim's house. But as he said, we wouldn't stay in the house because then his dad would be controlling everything we did. (laughs) TV and everything. So no, you had like a shed out behind your house. Yes. And what was in that shed? I forget what was down below. What was kept in there, lawnmower?
3: Yeah, like yard stuff, yeah. Just yard
2: stuff. Yeah. But then then there was a ladder, you crawl up top. To like the loft. It was like a miniature barn looking place. You couldn't stand up up top though. Like we could barely sit we yes. had to kind of hunch over unless you were in the a in the middle of the a-frame yes and then you me and john we would sleep over up there yes again we, this yeah, is like would, this is like the 1950 no drinking
3: no we, no we would plug an extension cord into the house <laughs> right. so that we could have a radio a radio up there up there to listen to um
2: steve uh, kelsey the steve all night Kelsey's
3: animal all night uh rock
2: yeah he was the on, all night animal on wfbg rock and peace he's dead now yeah and that's what we would do. And we would stay up till what? Three in the morning?
3: I think the show started at midnight and went to like 6 a.m.,
2: but we never made it. No. We would always fall asleep. We always asleep. thought we would, but we never did. I don't think we ever And he would ask it. trivia questions and you could call in, but there's no phone up there. So you would literally have to go into the yeah. landline and that wasn't... No, My you, dad wasn't No, you were going to wake someone no. up. No. no. Is that a long distance call? Uh, and then the sun would come up and right around seven o'clock, it would feel like it was like 120 degrees up there we would wake up sweaty
3: yeah it was the summertime you were in the a very like a crawl space above the, basically the a crawl space yeah but
2: we had a light up It had a light up there
3: yeah we ran an extension cord there was power yeah yeah good yeah. times good story i don't think anybody's still listening now
2: i when i tell these stories it, it sounds to me in my head it's like it's the 1920s it seems like so innocent and so long ago
3: yeah in some ways it is um we were in a small town
2: we had to make our own fun yeah (laughs) all right last studio album that's seven years now between albums is this his last album do you think we get another jackson brown album certainly we can't wait seven years he'll be 81 years old um
3: yeah so this is where i can finally i've been teasing your audience now for 90 minutes plus about so yes uh, a couple of years prior during the solo acoustic years, mm-hmm. um, we had tickets to see Jackson Brown, we, my wife and I. Um, we both like a lot of his ballads and certainly his uh, original part of his uh, catalog, yeah. but the best. And that's what he covered a lot on that tour. He played some of the newer stuff too. Um, we had great seats. I want to say it was like second row at the venue. Perfect. And then we had something come up. We had to give the tickets away. So I didn't get to see him. So,
2: that's your story?
3: No. So okay. F- so for my birthday... I wish it was. That's a Pennsylvania. For my birthday...
1: Birthday. Birthday. Holidaysburg.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, In 2020, uh, Becky got me tickets, or us tickets, to see him. Um, this was before this last album even came out. He and has-
2: Becky likes music, so she's your concert person. She'll go with you. She'll go with me. Okay. We
3: We go to a lot of shows, or the shows that we go mostly together. Um,
2: see, so- I have a... Com- my wife, uh, Pilar, does not... It's not big on concerts. So I actually have a concert wife. Her yeah. name is Suzanne Dillingham, is my concert wife. And she goes to the shows with me. Yeah. But yeah. your wife will actually go with you.
3: She will. I think there's a range there. I don't think she would go to a Dead Nugent concert with No me.
2: Iron Maiden. She's not going to see Iron Maiden? I don't think so. All right.
3: Um, no, so she gets me these tickets in 2020 for my uh, birthday. And I have no idea what that set would have been because by the time you know because of there was this pandemic um Mm -hmm. i think it's still going on i say it like it's over but um yeah the tour gets canceled by a year um and then he launches this album now he might have tested out a song or so from this anyway because that's probably already in the can right yeah even a year prior for sure um but he's opening up for james taylor um so great double bill it's a great double bill we we went to the show at a place in dayton ohio Called, okay. the, called the Nutter Center.
2: It's un, an unfortunate
3: name. It's an unfortunate name. Yeah. It's an unfortunate venue. It's- um, all, That was like
2: Boners Amphitheater.
3: It's an old basketball arena built entirely out of concrete. I Probably the first arena ever built in the state of Ohio. Acoustics were
2: horrible. Oh
3: boy. Um, so he's opening up, but before he even opens up, now mind you, how old is Jackson Brown at this point? Seven? 73,
2: 74. So
3: what do you think the average age of the audience was? My wife and I are both in our late 50s, as are you. You
2: got, you don't need to give my age out on this show. You stick with giving your own ages. Um, we went to high school together. <laughs> maybe, I was, maybe I was one of those do- kids. Doogie, Doogie Howser. Yeah, Okay. You know, one of those kids. I'm 10, and I graduate high school. Um, yeah, it's an old crowd. It's, it's a lot of gray hair, a lot of people moving slowly.
3: We felt on the younger side of yeah, the curve. Yeah,
2: I've been there. At, it's like at, crazy.
3: At late 50s, I would say the average age had to be those 70s yeah a fight breaks out
2: with some 70 year
3: olds yes right in front of us like the row in front of us how does that go down you and i've been to shows together hips are broken you've been to lots of shows i've seen shows that were pretty rowdy this is 70 year olds a row down from us and they're getting into a shoving match and you know his skank wife is getting into it with the mouth and oh, I love it. security comes i'm going i i would have never
2: thought at this show that's gonna happen you've got to record that you got to get the camera out you gotta put <laughs> you put that up it goes viral
3: because this is a show where everybody actually just sits in their seat like nobody stood yes. for any song yeah. like anyway so that happened before he even comes out i learned later from you i didn't know this that he had had covid just prior yeah to going out on the road yeah so he comes out acoustics are bad we're not great seats, but okay seats. Um, and his voice just wasn't. You you've said like he doesn't have a strong voice. It was. Uh, it was not good. Okay, um, that's tough. And, and the and the acoustics weren't great in the place anyway. He played um, two tracks off this new album. But one good, one kind of more playful. He played um, Cleveland Heart, Cleveland Heart, because we were in Ohio. Yeah. it's about it's about and the artificial and heart. That's the one he
2: released as a single, and there is a video for that. So yeah, it's that about makes it's sense.
3: something about if you had an artificial heart yeah. and how that would change you as a person. Right. I think it's I think that's the reflection in the song. And then he played the title track, "Downhill from Everywhere." Good song was awesome. Uh, the the backing person, I don't know what the gentleman's name is that uh, sings with him on that song. Very good song. Um, and then he did an encore with. James Taylor, James Taylor came out. He was really good, despite the acoustics. He's always good, and the seventy-year-olds not being able to keep their hands off each other. Yeah, um, he. I, I had never seen him. He was yes, amazing. Yeah, you
2: saw him with me. We saw 1981. We went to the Dad Loves His Work tour. We did in Pittsburgh Civic Arena.
3: I lied. I have seen him before. Yeah, he was as good as the first time I saw him. He is. I guess. He's never not good. I, I was. I was thinking he was going to have the weak voice no. and just like a big band covering and filling on the songs no his voice was out in front of the songs where uh, jackson brown the band was really filling a lot of the songs gotcha. because his he's doing the just, heavy lifting His his voice just wasn't there so i think the moral is like we said at the beginning of the show go see your stars when you want to see them because yeah. you never know now he may like you said he may put out another record he may do another tour um
2: do you have a set list for that show
3: um no but we could go to setlist.fm yeah. and I'm what sure was the would... uh,
2: what was the venue again uh
3: Dayton Nutter Center don't
2: laugh Vic. I really don't remember the Nutter Center the
3: Nutter Center it's two N's a, 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 N-U-T-T-E-R two, and that's 2022 or
2: 2021 21 yeah I don't know if this is the setlist you saw uh somebody's baby did he open with that
3: How many songs are there? He only played like 10 tracks. I'm
2: not really finding it. This is great. uh, This is great airtime. This is great airtime. People love it. Uh, I'm not finding it. I can just read you his basic set list for this tour opening for James Taylor. I'm sure it's the same every night. It says he opens with somebody's baby, barricades of heaven, the long way around, fountain of sorrow, downhill from everywhere, the dreamer, until justice is real, doctor. My eyes laid for the sky. The pretender with James Taylor and running on empty with James Taylor. Is that what you saw?
3: He did take it easy with James Taylor when we okay. saw him. All right, yeah. that but, probably mixing that it up was, a little bit. That was James Taylor's second encore. He came back out like you know, two hours later, and, and played that second encore with him. And he looked like he already had his like coat on for the bus.
2: Or He's whatever. ready to go. <laughs> yeah, it was
3: one of those like it was so far into the show when he comes back out. He just his hair's all disheveled and everything.
2: Now, we mentioned already the two songs that you and I are going to play from the album Downhill From Everywhere. You chose...
3: Downhill From Everywhere. All right, let's hear that.
2: Yeah, I really like this song. I do too.
0: Downhill from the prison, downhill from the mall, downhill from the factory farm and the hospital. Downhill from the high school, downhill from the gym, downhill from the church and the stadium. Downhill
1: from the baby's room.
0: Downhill from the office, downhill from the bar, downhill from the theme park and the family car.
2: It's Friday night. Do you want to sleep in the crawl space with me tonight? We can listen to the radio. to get back to you, Becky would probably have a peaceful night's <laughs> sleep if you did that all right I picked my Cleveland heart here we go We're at two hours and seven minutes. The file length is only two hours and 14 minutes. So we have seven minutes to wrap it up. Otherwise, I could open a new file and that, I can tell you, is a fucking hassle. So...
3: Yeah, we're there. Yeah. Perfect. Love your track you picked. I think think we never touched on this and I'll say it real quick. Jackson Brown also has this kind of playful side too. And I think that's what he's kind of doing in a song like that where he's like, yeah, I'm going to really change who I am because I get this new heart. Yeah. Like... He's still going to be <laughs> putting out the the stuff that he's putting out. Right. I think it's it's like a a play on that. Like I agree. It's not really going to change who I am as a man. No. Um, he's going
2: to get that new heart, and he's still going to you know do all the bad things he used to do too. He's just yeah. telling people, no, I'm going to be better now.
3: Yeah. You, you ready to do our plugs?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where where can people find you on the socials, Jim?
3: Yeah, so, uh, again, happy 29 Happy 29. To Alexandra. Uh, we'll 29 be, and holding. For the for those of you out on the West Coast tonight, and we're recording this probably before you're hearing it, we're celebrating tonight so you won't see us. Um, this is not live. We're not live on the I air know. right now. I'm just... I'm doing like what your dad doing. What are would, you doing to...
2: Allie, what are we doing for your birthday tonight? I say we like I'm included. I haven't well, you been... you
0: come. Do you want to come to dinner? Yeah.
2: I, man, where, are you, where are we eating?
0: Malibu. Hmm.
3: Huh. Wouldn't that be something like your parents would think like... Well, I don't hear you on the radio. Like they don't understand what I yeah, they, they don't know what a podcast they, is. They my think... mom calls
2: it a broadcast. I don't even try anymore. I don't even try. Here's a story. I'm going to tell you a quick story. This is my mom in a nutshell. A couple of years ago, like 10 years ago from Mother's Day, I got all the recipes that our grandmother's uh, had in their recipe boxes, okay? Like on on, you know, on recipe cards and I got them all and my brother sent them to me and I typed them all up really nicely. And I got nice paper and I printed them all out and I had them, uh, put into a book of the rest of the family recipes. And then I asked my brother, I said, do you want to write the forward for this book? And my brother said, yeah. Now my brother overwrites the forward should be, it would be one page. It goes over into two pages it's too. He wrote too much, but I, I put it in there anyway. So my mother gets this book for mother's day and she opens it up. And when I talk to you on the phone, I go, what'd you think of your, of your mother's day gift? And she says, how about that forward? Your brother wrote, (laughs) wasn't that amazing? And I was just like, and I don't even hold it anymore. I go, there wouldn't even be a book if I, did you see all the work that I did? Are you not going to acknowledge the work that I did? I I could barely read my grandmother's writing. It was like, it took me forever. And that's what she says. How about that uh, forward? Your brother wrote. I'm like, God damn it. Are you fucking kidding me?
3: yeah she told me it was actually pretty good oh it's
2: overwritten but so the, yeah so as far as this goes they don't know they don't know anything so where's where's dinner in malibu I
3: think it's on malibu farm who's going i think Give me your are, you're really welcome to come
2: is it just you three or other people going there's it's an other A-list. people but you're it's welcome to join
3: and pilar and whoever yeah
2: i don't know about pilar and the other people but i might i might join for this what's the yeah. attire what do i wear
3: Um, you you know I think David Lindley lives over this part of town (laughs) you just ride with him
2: can I bring my new bad haircut which I'm not happy with him and
3: Crosby are coming from this part of town so I might join you can yeah. join. Yeah, please yeah. do. Um, mm-hmm. So that's my first plug. My second plug, uh, our son Neil's getting married in Klamath Falls, Oregon
2: Fantastic. in June. Send so, me a a present.
3: Uh, out, you know, here on the West Coast. So again, <laughs> a lot of your fans out on this side can stop by the wedding. Uh, I wish they would. I wish they would too. Uh, <laughs> my last plug is to my wife, Becky. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For letting you do this. For letting me do this, for putting up with me. Um, she's helping with that maturity so I can appreciate good music right. like Jackson Brown and put down some of that other stuff
2: these are all good things all yeah. right i'll, I'll see do, you
3: in seven years i guess
2: seven years and we'll cover someone else yeah who knows who we'll figure it out love it all right we're at rock solid show i'm at pat underscore francis go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show t-shirts we are great merch go buy t shirt patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast you can support the show there for as little as two dollars a month don't be cheapskates that's 50 cents an episode what's wrong with you why are you listening and then not supporting us content creators need to be paid you jerks all right with that jim thank you for sitting in these two thank these two becky and Allie, for sitting in and putting up with this nonsense because it's nonsense but we appreciate a live audience like i'm talking to you but i'm kind of playing to them Yeah, But I'm also playing to the people who are listening. So with that, the playout song, it's got to be this. It's got to be Running on Empty. Thank you, Jim. Thank Thank you, Allie. Thank you, Becky. Mics are off.